Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, what's happening? Mike Schmidt, 40-Year-Old Boy Podcast. See, that's the hot spot. You get in close and you bury the fucking thing, and there you go. Everybody can hear your voice. Seconds ago, I was miles from the microphone. It sounded like I was in a desert shouting for help, and then the French Foreign Legion was like, fuck you, dude. What do you think we're going to do? Fucking crawl over there and help you? Wee oui, wee. Oui. I said, you know, only the end of that was in French. And they said, fuck you, no water. And so I crawled off and looked for a tree. By the way, you now know who's here. <laughs> There's just no getting around it. She's going to fake laugh no matter what. Well, I'll tell you, before this show started, I actually said to her, I go, look, do me a favor. I, I think the last two years, you pretty much took the, the fucking, uh, uh, the easy road as you checked your phone and thumbed through it. And uh, you fake laughed at everything that I said. And you don't have to do that. And what did you say? Is this a test still? <laughs> I, what did you say? Tell me what you said. No, I don't know. I we might make it a real laugh. show. Well, I don't know if people can even hear me, but I, I, I have never fake laughed at you. All right, that's what she said. Now, you can go back and listen to all the old episodes, and you I, I dare you. As a matter of fact, I fucking dare you to go back and listen to the old episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and go ahead and circle, get red pens out, and figure out exactly what were fake laughs and what weren't. Um, and it felt, because it felt weird the last two years. It did. The last two years we were doing the thing. I just felt like I was I was imposing. I was bothering you. But also, I'm predisposed. You feel that way all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I feel like that in a grocery store. Literally, like I'm in line. I apologize to the checker because you got to hold my fucking vegetables. I'm like, eh, fuck. Uh, all right. So, hi, everybody. How are you? I am in. Uh, I won't say the city. I'm in an un. I'm in an undisclosed location. You're in Sherwood Forest. Uh, ooh, oh my God. Well, I'll tell you what. Is that a naked fawn? I think it is over there. <laughs> I think there's a naked fawn here in Sherwood Forest. Um, there's a who lives there? Uh, Robin Hood and uh, the sheriff and the chick. Yeah, and then he's got the a chick. right. That's her. <laughs> And then the monk guy. Who's that fucking guy? Uh, Friar John. Friar John. Friar Tuck. Friar Tuck. I don't know. I, think I don't know. It's John. You know what? They might, might. I think they both live there. I think. The, <laughs> I think they queered off. I think Friar Tuck and Friar John are living together and banging in a fucking tree trunk somewhere because they're scared of the sheriff. Because uh, that's what happens. Robin Hood takes all the gold and they're like, "Dude, this is fucking awesome." And then he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna give it to the poor people." And Friar John and Friar Tuck are like, "Fuck you, dude. Let's bang in the tree." Uh, all right. So that's. <laughs> I will. I, if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> this is our fantabulous and wonderful sister. This is our beautiful friend and lovely forever presence in our lives. It is the lovely and talented and brilliant Lily Von Stupp, my good friend. Hi, Lily. Hi. 
Hi. How are you? I'm good. I don't know why I left the show now. I love all these compliments. Well, I heard that you left the show, and I, I can say <laughs> that was just a rumor that spread around. Now, I will say this. I think one of the top reasons is because you no longer have bones. Isn't that correct? There are no... <laughs> that is the real reason. There are no bones in your body. She is a pile of flesh with a mouth, which is fine. <laughs> Which I'll tell you what, it makes sex easier because you just fucking dump baby oil over and you just yeah, roll around not on top. How it works. She's like a beanbag chair with uh, with uh, <laughs> like a crazy sassy mouth. It's fucking cool. You ever sit in you ever sit in a beanbag chair that gives you attitude? Lily will do just that. That's who she is. It's like you know. Remember in uh, what was it that uh, what's the movie with Be Our Guest? What's that where they're dancing around and you're talking to a coffee pot? Beauty and the Beast. There you go. So if you walk into the house and there's like, hey, look, there's a coffee pot that sounds like Murder She Wrote, and then there's the fucking uh, <laughs> candlestick, and that's I Law and Order. Uh, there you go. You know Chip? Who's Chip? Uh, his name is Bradley. He's a very nice guy. Oh, I know that dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's banging. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't 100%. want to say her. Right. Yeah, I can't say that. <laughs> why would I? Why would I go right to he's banging? We know him, and I met her, and she's lovely. She's a friend. No. But I also. Oh, she's no longer still. No. Oh my goodness, is that why you left the show? Because I still. Uh, <laughs> no. She's still in my good favor. <laughs> so, so yeah. So if you walked into that house, and then uh, there you go. So there's Chip. And you're talking to him. He's a broken plate, and he's uh, he's banging a friend of ours. And then you're talking to a fucking candlestick, and he's like chung chung. He's fucking Law and Order. And then all of a sudden, over there in the corner, sassy beanbag chair who's mouthing off, right here. That's our sister Lily Von Stubb. She's over there getting fucking sat on and rolled on, and she doesn't care, man. She's all slippery and slidey. Uh, but she will help you uh, fall in love with the fucking wolf in the other room. He's a wolf, right? Don't know. I don't know. And then there's, uh, well, because there's Belle. She's the chick, right? Yes. All right. One of the chicks. There's so many chicks, but one of the chicks is a coffee pot. And that is, I got to be honest, don't stick your dick in a coffee pot. Certainly, no matter how friendly she might be. Now, I don't mind you rolling around on a fucking slidey beanbag chair and giving that the business. Do that. You know what you do? Give a beanbag chair the business and get back to me. Let me know how that works out. Go ahead and just throw baby aisle on a beanbag chair and give it the fucking business. <laughs> Making myself laugh with nonsense. All right. Uh, all right. So, Lily, you're back. It's been it's been a couple of years. I don't know exactly how many. I'm not sure. Um, so should we start this show with your apology? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to work. I knew that would work. All right. Um, That's fucking funny. So I'm waiting. Yes, I apologize for leaving. All right. But it had to be done. I'm glad to hear it. Well, again, you lose your bones and you just, it just changes everything. <laughs> Everything in the last few years. Oh yeah, you did. well, but I'm I'm in your palatial house though. I'm in your beautiful house. I live in a beautiful house, but only because there are three, sometimes four of us living here. Now let me ask you this truthfully, because uh, you everybody you live with is a magician. Yes. So when the rent guy comes, do you, does, do you just give him a <laughs> like? You just fucking look him in the eyes and just zoltar the shit up and be like, Woo! and he thinks you paid. No, uh, I wish that were the case. No. That would be perfect. That would be perfect. <laughs> Um, but our friend, uh, crazy Eddie, you know, funny Eddie, he's not crazy. Certainly he's not crazy. Despite being with you yes. all this time, yes. he is not crazy. Still Eddie. Funny Eddie. Uh, ha ha ha. He's our favorite. <laughs> he's, in my, he's in my phone as funny Eddie. Ha, ha, ha. I know he is. It's so dumb. Uh, but that's perfect. And he's a fantastic guy. Cause here are, and uh, I will say this, uh, you know, I love Lily. She's been in my life a very long time and will continue to do so. And so, you know, you, you worry and you look out for her and you hope and you, and, and there was a while there where she was just giving it to anybody, which is, you know, that's fine for her. Well, I was a beanbag chair for a while. Certainly. She likes that sort of thing. She doesn't mind uh, getting whipped or tied up or whatever the fuck and their poly and all that. Any other code word bullshit you can think of for as many cocks as she could shoehorn into an evening. Really? That was fine. But then... Dun, da, 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 trumpets blew and Prince Charming showed up in the form of a marine clown and 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 he yeah. swept her off of her feet and he is, <laughs> you know, and you know, if you followed along, if you're new, uh, Lily was here for the first eight years of the show. She came in about episode six. She saved the fucking day, quite frankly. So the only reason you're hearing me now 12 years later 
is because Lily stepped in in year one and took up the mantle of, of doing the things that I couldn't do, which at the time were fucking everything except talk. Um, initially, we had a producer named Eric. He was here for uh, six episodes, I think. And he, and then his wife literally said, oh, is your hobby coming over? Are you going to spend time with your hobby? So I literally, he, he had to bail on me. And I told Lily, I'm like, I'm done, man. I go, I can't, I don't know how to do any of this other shit. She's, and she had worked in radio for 15 years. Something like that. Long time. And so she, yeah. she said, hey, I, well, I mean, I'd give you a shot at producing if you wanted to. And I said, all right, well, I mean, if you would do that, at least I could do one goodbye episode. <laughs> Yeah. That's all I planned on doing was doing one more episode where I got to say goodbye to people who would listen for however long. And so I, I set up over at her fan, uh, fantabulous, spacious condo in Burbank at the time. Or no, uh, were we in the house? Were we in the old house? We were at the condo first. Not the one in uh, the first Burbank condo. And then the second, not the second Burbank condo. No, we were in the second Burbank condo. We were in the second Burbank condo and I went over there and uh, she had a mixing board. Four houses later. Yeah. Well, she had a mixing board and a microphone, all this, all this stuff. Because again, that's Eric had had all the equipment basically. So I brought over my laptop, and she hooked me up, and I started talking. And uh, and again, back then, she actually thought I was funny and wasn't just trying to help the show. <laughs> so she literally, she literally started laughing when I said something funny, and and it changed this fucking show. It changed. It made this show exactly what it needed to be because when I was doing it with Eric. He would laugh into his fucking chest. Like, and it was fun to see, but you know, not a video show, but he would literally have his chin in his chest and he'd just be like, and he's like, you could hear him a little bit snickering, but he was cracking up. And, uh, and, and that was fine. I understood that. And I think it's because neither of us knew what the fuck we were doing. And he was like, well, I don't want to laugh on, on the fucking recorder, you know? And I didn't blame him because we'd, again, we're, we were just fucking following nothing here. It was just me talking, him producing. Uh, but then when I made Lily laugh, and, and she fucking cracked up. And she, as you've heard, she has a fucking amazing laugh. And when, it, when I brought it out of her, uh, naturally then, not so much later in the this, in this seasons, but <laughs> when I made her laugh, it, 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 it just changed it because it made me a comedian again. I wasn't a guy talking. I wasn't just, because I mean, when I had been on Never Not Funny for a year, uh, I was making people laugh. I was making Jimmy laugh, the guest laugh, Matt Belknap laugh, anybody within, within a 10 mile radius is cracking up because I'm a fucking genius. But then sure enough, I made Lily laugh and it, it's, it opened all doors. It broke all windows. It spun every combination lock and opened every fucking safe. And then we were off and running. And then, and I, th- I think even when we turned off the mic that last episode, I looked at you, I go, that was perfect. Don't ever change. And, <laughs> and cause you even said, you go, was I too loud? Was I this? Or did I, and I go, fuck no. Are you kidding me? I, that, cause that made, it makes you want to spin off. Look, let me ask you something. Do you think I would ever arrived at Lumiere and fucking coffee pot nonsense <laughs> if it's not for her laughing? Now, look, certainly we have two years of testimony that would prove that my brain works in a way where, yeah, I probably would have gotten there eventually. But now we're doing it with our good friend Lily here and she's laughing. So now I know that it's funny and I'm not just the only one laughing at my own nonsense, um, which makes me happy. So uh, so I'm glad that you're here. Thank you uh, for accepting my invitation. I invited her uh, two months ago, probably. Yeah. I said, when you want to do it, just let me know. And, uh, and also, look, this show's coming out on Friday, and I apologize to everybody, as you know. Sometimes it's weird for me, but, uh, and, I, and I actually thought about this, because she called me today, Thursday, and said, hey, you didn't put out a show, why not? And I explained to her that, you know, sometimes the week gets away from me, or sometimes I kind of kick the can down the road, and then I get caught, and then it's late, and whatever the fuck. As I told you in the bulletin, if you heard the bulletin this morning. <laughs> I liked it. Those are, those are coming out, unfortunately, far too frequently these days. Um, but then she, she said, well, hey, I have an idea because you had offered for me to come on the show. Well, this would be a good week. And, uh, 
And in my, you know how my brain works? Seriously, in my brain, I went, this is fantastic because now I can pretend that the reason it came out on Friday was because you were only available on Thursday for this big surprise show. And that's why I didn't put out a show on goddamn Thursday morning. Perfect. It saves me. Uh, but I can't do that. I can't lie to you guys again. <laughs> I stepped on my dick yesterday morning. I apologize. Wednesday night was just a blur and I fell asleep at one and I told you that in the fucking bullet and go listen to it again because I actually sounded pretty good because it was early in the morning. My voice sounded great. Yeah, I sound good. Uh, Oh man, there's ladies out there right now just fucking gushing listening to this goddamn voice. Uh, Not you, fortunately, again, but but me, certainly. I'm I'm certainly making ladies all over the place very, very wet. All right. uh, So I'm here. So I've come to her home in her her palatial estate with where she shares with Eddie and uh, a hobo who I won't say his name. Um... (laughs) She literally lives with a magic hobo. I'm not joking. You ever see weird, you ever see fucking real genius with Laszlo who lives in the closet and he fucking, that's who she lives with. That's, it's like funny Eddie and this fucking, you know, you know who he is. This is who this fucking guy is and good for him. And that's fantastic. But honestly, he's a human top hat. You know what I mean? That sort of dude. And I don't mean like a fop or a dandy, but I mean like the, the weird, uh, pulling shit out of your sleeve guy. He's just a fucking, and I look, I know he's fantastic at what he does, but also you told me a, there was this. It's not. We don't want to get into this. No. He's never going to listen to this fucking thing. He might. Especially if he finds out I'm on it. He may turn me into a newt. That might happen. I don't. He's also that kind of guy casting spells from afar. That works. Uh, I don't know. He'll I don't turn know. turn you into a coffee pot. That oh, that's not pot. so bad. I'll be his guest. Uh, so I don't know. He's a, he's that dude. And he's got a, I don't want to say his name because whatever the fuck. And look, by the way, never met this man in my life. So I, this is all. <laughs> This is me arms lengthening an opinion about this fucking guy. But when you see him and he's, and I should tell you this, by the way, he's extremely good at what he does. That's why I'm scared because he's like, he's a fucking amazing magician and a card trick dude. But doesn't he also get fucking naked and let people put Sharpies in his ass or some bullshit? Yeah. He's got one of the, it's something like that. No. Didn't he? Isn't he the guy or is there a different guy? Yes, he does, but that's not what he does. <laughs> well, I, all right. He does, but that's not. No. Oh, no right. Sharpies in the ass. Uh, it's an incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, well, then you've changed. <laughs> you've certainly changed. <laughs> you used to be a Sharpies in the ass gal. <laughs> no, I don't think I ever was. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, uh, yeah, so he's the third wheel in this fucking house. It's like Eddie and Lily living the fucking Brady Bunch life. And then this fucking guy staggers out and turns a balloon into a mouse. And it's like, all right, good for you. He's got a handful of playing cards and he's learned how to use them as weapons. And then he's got a fucking magic wand and he waves it. And also there's a plate of fucking noodles. Any of true i, I think, think it might I think be you've made a lot of stuff up here well all i know is i'm not invited over here because there <laughs> might somehow be a disturbance in the forest and this slithering motherfucker will send me off to goddamn Potterland, and who the fuck knows i don't know he's got a wand he's all magical and shit he's got crazy hair but don't they all that's the thing that's the thing he's he looks like a fucking uh rasputin dude like he looks like four dudes are gonna chase him and dump him off a bridge he's like that kind of guy uh and good for you pal all right good for you want to live your life that way you want to fool people by turning rubber balls into ice go ahead you son of a bitch why don't you're in a fucking real living with a goddamn microphone and have a, a loyal partner who comes in and laughs at your shit three years later all right <laughs> So here we are. We are. And now we're here. We're here. So we're in the house and there's a, there's like 15 rooms. In the, well, there's 15 rooms that I know of. <laughs> Again, it's one of those rooms where you're like, all right, I'm in a bathroom, I'm in a closet. And it's like, oh, a guillotine. What the fuck? How the fuck did this happen? And also this is like a porn house for Lily because like she, she like, it's so her fucking, your Facebook is bananas. Cause she literally should be like, uh, Rosie, the riveter says full power for women. And in the next picture, it's like, Hey, I'm in a hot tub full of jello. Who wants to come by? <laughs> it's true. 
hey, I got a photo thing going on with chocolate sauce and a giant window. Who the fuck wants to show up? By the way, I'm naked. And uh, everybody's like, wow. And, and that's the thing is you always throw it out there like you're inviting people. I do. Um, yeah. And I, I do invite people over all the time for well, that. No I, one takes me up on it. See, it's I so want weird. well, I want to, but I know it's too weird for me to come and look at you naked. I've seen you uh, in sort of naked. Um, but you, you have a naked photo of me. Well, uh, yeah, it's topless. Yeah, have you seen the rest? Probably. Yeah, I think I have. Uh, think is a strong word. I know you, I have. You can on Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are you fully? I, I do. You're fully nude. There, yeah. Whoa, fully nude on the Patreon. Well, we'll get to all that in just a second. <laughs> Um, but let's do this update because people ask all the time. They're, they're, they're you know, the, first of all, it, we know Lily. I love her. Uh, I don't see her nearly enough because Lily's life is, uh, I don't see you nearly enough. Well, that's, there is a reason for that. Certainly. Uh, the very fact that you've, you're, I laughed because I put you on that side. <laughs> I was like, shit. Oh, oh, oh my God. Okay. You got to fucking turn three quarters. Um, well, you're Bill the Butcher. I mean, you can tap a fucking, you can tap your eyeball with a knife and nobody will care because you can't see a fucking thing. It doesn't have any feeling. Uh, when last we left our heroine, Lily, <laughs> as you know, uh, one of the reasons why she left the show was because physically it was taxing. Uh, certainly she had thrown me out of her house for some jokes I had made once, too, that it that was a, an issue that had come up. Um, but but also it was more about the physical, I think. <laughs> I prefer to think that. Uh, and she uh, you were blind in one eye. Last I saw you, and I last I'm I went. partially blind in my right eye. Okay, yeah. partially blind in your right eye, and this happened when you uh, had a detached retina. Yes, and you were in on the road in <clears throat> Vegas, uh, and Arizona. then you actually oh, Arizona, and you flew home with this detached Which you're retina. Not supposed to no, do. clearly not. <laughs> um, but it turned out. Uh, I was going to say it turned out okay because it didn't explode, well, but that's still not good. It, yeah, I mean, it could be worse. It could be better. It's you know, it is what it is. All right, so that's your eye. That was that's why she left the show before was the eye and also her hip, and uh, her hip used to be such a problem. She would sit across from me, uh, and occasionally I'd be talking, and occasionally she'd I'd see it, I'd see this grimace, and she would freeze up and have to lean and extend her leg to try to unlock her hip. And dude, this is just sitting down. (laughs) It's not like she's in a fucking singlet doing aerobics. All right, she's literally sitting down with a legal pad, and all of a sudden she'd be like, yikes. And have to lean back and stretch your fucking leg out. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to be funny to you and to her. But at the same time, I'd like, do I get to do the Heimlich here? Like, what the fuck's going on? I've never had anyone do the Heimlich for my hip. I don't know. Well, who are you talking to here? Exactly. That's, I, get, I don't have a lot of tools in my fucking medical basket. All right. I've got the Heimlich. We know it. I did it and it worked once. Yeah. Uh, and I could probably like fucking, I, cr- I used to crack everybody's back. That used to be a thing. Because I mean, I was, you know, I'm a giant fucking broad shouldered man. And so I'd be like, hey, I want to crack your back. Even the largest of men. And I would scoop them up and smash their vertebrae and feel like a dominant male. It was fucking genius. Uh, and then you pick and them up. And that's what broke me. Uh, no. Well, it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was cracking your back and your hip went, what? <laughs> Uh, so you had the bad hip. Now, do we ever yeah. do we ever find? Because um, I keep calling it a bad hip, but do we ever get a full on diagnosis of what's wrong with your hip? Now, and don't if it's part of the chain, we'll get to that. It's part of the chain. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so let me. So let's start with this. What is the root cause? Do we have a root cause of your pain? I have. Um, I have been formally diagnosed with osteoarthritis. I have been formally diagnosed with degenerative disc disease. I have two other subcategories of that, and I am currently waiting for testing for Ehlers-Danlos, which is called EDS, and it is a collagen disease throughout your entire body. So you, you, you're infected with a law firm, it sounds I am. like. I am. That's not EDS. good. <laughs> uh, yes. Essentially, 
Um, contortionists have it. You have hypermobility a lot of times. You uh, you can have people that, that uh, Marfan is another uh, case of it, which is uh, people who are extremely tall and their tendons literally shred. For I think me, that's what, I think that killed the dude from uh, from Devil's Rejects and also from uh, the Tim Burton circus movie. Yes, yes. Um, so for me, there are like 17 different types of this. We believe that I have the version of it that causes some hypermobility and causes your joints to dislocate. And when it does that, the, the muscles around it and the cartilage around it either shred or stretch and don't come back together properly. So my hip would continually go out and I couldn't keep it back in and then the sciatic nerve pain would happen, which also what was going on with TMJ since I was 17 years old. In Dude, the when I was a kid, we used to have a Stretch Armstrong. Do you remember him? Yeah. And Stretch Monster. Yeah. And then you'd, your friend would like go all the way across the fucking yard and you'd stretch mm-hmm. him. And then he sometimes you'd pull him too hard and he wouldn't go back. Yeah. That's you. That is me exactly. Good Lord. That is me exactly. So I currently have 19 joints in my body that don't work properly. That sounds like a hard castle. Yeah, it does. No, 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 19. I have a huge bulging, bulging disc in my L1, and then my C3, 4, 5, and 6 are all just fucked in my neck. They want to take two out, but they can't do it because they can't fuse them together because the other two are so bad that eventually I just have, like, wobbly head because... It was just, yeah. So I have severe pain in the neck with that. And then I also have, I've had two surgeries on my left knee, which still locks on me. And I'll literally just fall down. I get like a muscle cramp behind my knee. Um, And so there's no cartilage in either of my knees. And I have bursitis and that kind of stuff in there as well. So um, it hurts to walk. It hurts to sit. And it hurts to lay down at all times. I have a I have a standing level chronic pain of between four and six every day. And that's, you know, that's... And that's on the smiley face chart. That's on the smiley face chart. But when you have chronic pain, a four or six is really usually like a seven or eight for the average person. Well, because you're having it all the time. Because you have it all the time. Got it, it. You become consistently, yeah. So, I mean, but there are days when I have a 12 and I literally just cannot stand or get out of bed. I'm in a wheelchair sometimes. I have a motorized wheelchair as well. I still get around sometimes. I'm still, you know, don't don't feel bad for me. I'm, I'm Too okay, late. but... But um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of chronic pain and uh, degenerative issues. Yeah. Well, I think clearly the next question here is: Am I in your will? <laughs> I don't have anything. What? <laughs> I've literally sold off almost everything I have because I've been in, unemployed for the last two years. No, I, I will ask this, like, because yeah. I, I don't know if it's real if you can do this or not. I don't know what the law is. Could you like leave me like a bone, like your femur or something? Could that happen? Um, I have donated my entire body to science. So I yeah, that's, I like science. Cut a piece off and give it to you. They ought to. These motherfuckers. No, just, Eddie's not even going to claim me if I die. <laughs> yeah. He's going to send me off. All right. and, you know. Well, right, let me say this: is there is there any? And you'll be dead, so you won't care. But is there any thought to the fact that when your body arrives at science, science just goes no, <laughs> no, thank you. Put it in the corner. My hope is that when I die, they could do, you know, experiments on my brain or the nervous system and get, you know, additional. Because this is a genetic disease predominantly. Which one? So the EDS. Okay. 
So I'm hoping that, you know, maybe they could learn something with my corpse that would help the next person that has this and someday come up with something that can help. I mean, lucky, I I was not truly hyper-flexible the way a lot of my friends are and contortionists are. Yeah. So my injuries were by accident, not by choice with party tricks. I mean, I can do a couple of them where I can put my arms behind my back and put my hands together in a praying position, which you really shouldn't be able to do. Your shoulders should not be able to dislocate that far back. Oh, okay. Oh, and not even to count, I didn't even talk about my left shoulder because it's, you know, four really? inches higher than my right shoulder because it's dislocated permanently. Oh, you know what, dude? You're, <laughs> you're built like mousetrap. I kind of, yeah. Like you could put a marble on your shoulder and it would like roll all the way down and fucking land at your feet. That'd be awesome. And trip all the goddamn fucking traps. Ah, I love this. But the good news is my tits still look great. They so. do. I, I, look, I'm staring right at them right now and I can attest to that. There's no, certainly no lie about that. Um, I haven't lost everything. Now, now let me ask you something. Get yeah. fucking... Uh, uh, Merlin, who's in the other room, can he cure you? Has he got a fucking wa- no, no, the other idiot. No, there, no, there's there's no cure for this because it's genetic. All you can do is physical therapy and pain management. Then I'm calling this Gandalf motherfucker a phony because I'll tell you what, he's out there advertising that he's all magical and bullshit. <laughs> he should be able to snap his fingers or wave some shit over you and like, boom! I don't think you understand what magic is. Mm, I, perhaps I don't, but perhaps he does not either. Because if he, if he can't, If he can't use his art form to help people, then what's wrong with this selfish bastard? What the hell? Uh, so your shoulder is what, like frozen shoulder? Is that what you got? I have an impingement in there in bursitis. I'm supposed to go in for another MRI and have a look at it again. And I'm like, but why? It's like, all you're going to do is tell me to go to physical therapy and take some naproxen, which does nothing. And yeah. Jesus. <laughs> well, I mean, hearing all this, it's it's devastating. I've known this because you and I have gone to yeah. lunch. We've talked about it, certainly. Uh, mm-hmm. Perhaps the listeners are just hearing about this litany, or perhaps they turned it off in the middle because it was fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's very Hey, welcome to the comedy show. Well, how you doing? (laughs) (laughs) But I will tell you this. I I actually understand exactly what you're going through because I have a cut on my finger. Yeah, that's exactly the same. So it very much seems like it. It very much. I mean, I've gone through what? Two, four, uh, six, nine bandages today alone. Five here. Five here? Six here. Six here. Oh, so 10. 10 all day. Uh, folks, I don't know what's happening to your favorite podcaster. However, um, <laughs> as we speak, I'm bleeding. I, I, and I literally am bleeding and I've been bleeding since December 20th. Now I know that seems alarming to some of you. Um, certainly Lily was, a she would look askance at me when I gave her the date. Uh, look, if you're bleeding into another month, like I understand, like, cause again, all you ladies, I certainly respect you for all of your jettisoning of eggs and your four days of terror at the end of a month. And that's awful. And you have to live with that and nobody likes it. And I feel for you. And if you want me to run and get you pads or, or tampons or ice cream or cookies or, or a, a heating pad to put on your belly, whatever you want me to do, if you want me to push in a certain spot because the pressure feels good, I'm happy to take care of you through that delicate, difficult time. However, uh, if you're bleeding for six weeks. I, I really, I can't think of a request I could make of you ladies that would help me out. I, I really don't know. But I will say this. I had this thought today, this, I swear to God, because my fucking house looks like a crime scene. Like I got three towels that are covered in blood. I got a wash rag that I'm bringing with me everywhere that looks like it's out of a prison fight. It it's just, yeah. And then, and then, because uh, I had to run around today. I had to do a recording thing today and then I got home and then it was still bleeding and I took a, I then I went to the gym and I ran and I took a, come on, take a second shower. It starts bleeding again. Um, and, and I don't know I don't know what to do. I, I, it's weird. 
All right, look, it's a spot. It's a spot on my finger. All right, let me just tell you this. It it opened up. I don't know when. It was just it was just like a bump. All right, and I and now I, now it's a manitou. Now I got a fucking. It's like because this is like I've seen movies like this where you're like, all right, there might be a little impingement. I don't know what the fuck's going on. And then someone goes, hey, you might want to get that looked at. And you're like, nah, I'm good. And the next thing you know, the guy's covered in moss. And you're like, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> So I mean I have no idea, man. But on the, so I uh, on the Christmas stream, I will tell you this: I did a Twitch Christmas stream. You people may remember, and uh, you were very kind. And a lot of people sent me some gifts, and then those gifts were uh, well, I mean those gifts came in boxes, I should say. And uh, that night I was cleaning up my house, and I was I was banging. You know, I'm <laughs> again. I'm sure there's a better way to do it with a letter opener or something. But uh, here's how I break down boxes: I punch the shit out of them until the fucking tape breaks. It's it's cathartic. It's like you're like ha ha, and you just psh, 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 and then you're fucking banging them, and things are flying. It's fucking fun. So I'm hitting the boxes. I'm breaking the shit out of my fucking, and I'm I'm making a stack. So as I'm doing it, all of a sudden I feel I'm about halfway through, and my hand is super slick, like my left hand. I'm not looking. I'm just punching, uh, which actually should be the name of the show. Write that down. Uh, why are you out? What happened? When it's your job. Anymore. <laughs> all right. So. Uh, <laughs> So I'm, I'm, my hand is super slick and I'm like, well, what the fuck is that? And I look at my left hand and it's covered in blood. It's not even like a drip, right? I mean, it, my hand is all, the palm is red and there's blood all over my fingers. You ever seen the, uh, the Pete Townsend, uh, empty, what is it? Uh, shattered glass yeah. uh, uh, album cover. My hand looks like that. There's blood everywhere. And, uh, and I've been also wailing with my right. It's on my left hand. I should tell you. So, um, which I'll get to in a second. It's not good that it's on my left hand. I'm, I'm sure you're thinking that's the hound. You, that's the hound you don't use. Oh no. It's, it's a hand I use quite frequently and I'll explain why in a second. So, um, so I bang the shit out of it and I, I'm fucking, I, so I'm like, all right. So I, I go and I, I don't, and look, I don't have bandages because I'm a man. So I go in my fucking bedroom and I'm, or bathroom and I'm like looking around and I find a wash rag and I wrap it up. And again, as you know, when you cut something, you just fucking put a compress on it and it heals up. Scab shows up, everything zips up, you're fine. Uh, so then I finish with the rest of the boxes. I take the boxes out to the trash. I come back in, I interrupt the wash rag and my hand just starts bleeding again. And I'm like, all right, well, this is weird. So I wrap it up again. And then it's, it, it, I mean, it bleeds for the next four hours. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, hey, like old times, you're on your phone. Uh, well, so I'm, I'm teasing. word for what it is. Well, I, it was funny. I had a friend, my friend told me it was a papule possibly or whatever. I thought it was a blood blister when I saw it at first because it was rounded. It had a, it had a head, not a head like a pimple, but it was a rounded, it looked like a bubble. So, uh, so I go in, I smash these boxes, right? I take them and I'm coming, I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding. I bleed for the next four hours and I go to bed. I finally, I wash it off. I take peroxide and, uh, and like I said, I don't have any fucking bandages again, grown man. So I wrap it up in the wash rag and I go to bed. So I go to bed, I wake up six hours later and, uh, the wash rag is soaked and there's, there's blood on the sheets, uh, blood on the tracks, blood on the rocks. Uh, (laughs) It's right. (laughs) Um, so I, I, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I've been bleeding. 10 hours maybe and not gushing that's the thing it's just that kind of steady faucet so i wash it off and i fucking put peroxide on it and then i'm so now i'm thinking to myself you know what maybe i find a bandage before i have to find a tourniquet so i go bandage so i take a shower i get all cleaned up and uh and you're washing your hair and look extra protein of course because there's blood on your hand so i'm washing it up my hair is glossy and shiny when i get out and i've got my hand elevated you ever try to dude 
And I know you have, because I broke my right hand once. When I, I fucking broke a guy's nose. I punched him, and then I broke my fucking hand on his head. And so then I had a cast on, and then you got to put that fucking plastic bag on your hand, and then you got to wash yourself in the yeah. shower with, like, weirdness and all these different angles, and it's like, and your balls are, like, furious. They're like, this isn't the hand that washes me. And you're like, dude, what can I do? i got a fucking cast on. Um, you, you all do that. We've talked to our balls in the shower, right? So... <laughs> I got my hand kind of elevated in the shower. I get out and uh, it's bleeding. But then I look. So I figured to myself, all right, because I have drawers that have stuff in them. Like I, I, I knew because, again, my wife had cancer. I've probably got medicine somewhere in my house. <laughs> so so I open a drawer and I find there's, like a, uh, there's a hair dryer that was my ex's and that's in there. And then I pull that aside. And then there's there's a first aid kit, like an old first aid kit. So I pull that out and it's got a ton of gauze. Like all because, again, she had she was really sick. So we had to put gauze on her fucking wounds and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but there, then there was a ton of bandages, like regular Band-Aid bandages. And then this was my best part. I opened, I opened one. It had like the Looney Tunes characters on it. I'm like, all right, here we go. Now we're talking. That's business about to pick up. But then I found these medicated bandages and it said it, it heals the cut while you wear it or whatever. And I said, all right, well, maybe I'll try those first. So I, I you know, took a shower, poured peroxide on my hand. I dried it all off with that fucking bloody wash rag. And then... Uh, I wrapped it up and it stopped bleeding. And I said, all right, cool. I mean, it was the next day and I was fine. But then uh, I wore a bandage for like three days. I kept changing the dressing and it wasn't bleeding, but it wasn't going away. And then it got like a, it kind of got a cover on it, but it wasn't a scab. It was just a skin cover that looked like a blood blister where there was, it was all red and it was a little whatever. So then all of a sudden in the beginning of January, something starts growing out of my hand. And I'm not lying. Like, I'm sure, haha, look, we're all here. It's a comedy show. Look at the iTunes category. <laughs> but dudes, this fucking, I got a fucking, there's like a hitchhiker who lives in me. And he's like, haha. And now it's like a tool video. It's like, what the fuck is going on with my hand? Because this little fucking mushroom dude, he looks, it looked like, uh, and he's hard on the top. He's like got a little scabby, crusty top, but it's not a scabbing over. But it's about, I would say about a quarter inch out of my hand. I showed it to somebody. They go, it looks like you have a nipple growing out of your hand. I'm like, yes, it does. Like, I thought about piercing it. I'm like, well, maybe that'll do a thing. But it's fucking. So then I'm toggling it like a toggle switch and you're fucking with it. I'm like, what the fuck is this thing? So I take another shower after this thing bursts. And I should tell you what, I don't, it doesn't hurt. It's not like all day I'm like in constant pain or it's throbbing or anything. I just know it's there. If you bang your hand, it's like a tuning fork. You know what I mean? You can feel that in that spot, but it's not like the whole hand. So I'm like, I figure I'm safe. I'm okay. So I, I, I got this thing growing out of my hand. And so I did, I take another bandage, you know, I've been bandaging for three days. So this thing comes out and I'm like, all right, well, there's only one thing I'm going to do here. I'm going to shove this fucking thing back into my finger. Uh, fuck you. are not supposed to leave my body. It could have been my liver. Like with a, <laughs> honestly, a kidney might've sent a search party. You know what I mean? All right, you guys go first, do some recon, see if we can sneak out this hole. Uh, so I, I, I literally put the bandage on and, and, and basically squeezed it back into my finger. So, uh, so it seemed okay. And I'm changing the bandage over days, but then I'd take the bandage off. It was kind of, like I said, it was crunchy on top, which I didn't care for. <laughs> I don't know what that is, man. So I, I, then I'm taking showers, whatever the fuck. So then in January, I figured I, I'm, I start lifting hard in the beginning of January. Now I'm lifting three times a week anyway, but I actually had stopped lifting in December a little bit the last two weeks. Cause John went out of town and, and I just wanted to just marinate myself in food. Cause I knew January 1st, I was changing my life. So I was like, all right, time to spend the next 10 days digging my grave with a spoon. All right, let's do this. <laughs> Uh, and then I knew January 1st, we're going to hit it hard. So I went back to the gym. We got squared away. And then this fucking thing. So I got it wrapped in a bandage and I talked to the guys at the gym and nobody there has ever seen anything like it. 
Because you know who you want to have medical, you want to get medical advice from? Lunkheads. That's what you're looking for. <laughs> hey, you, the guy who eats 40 steaks a day. You got any idea what's going on with my finger? Duh, nope. Uh, that's a lie. The guys at my gym are very smart. They would probably beat you at Jeopardy. All right, so, um, which is, of course, my baseline for smart. Uh, so I'm, I got this thing. I'm worried. So then, sure enough, um, Monday of this week, I should say, well, the previous week also, in the second week of January, it starts bleeding again. I, don't, I banged it on something or whatever the fuck. And I'm just like, God damn it. So then I'm rinsing it off. It only bleeds uh, for like four hours then. And then I put the medicated bandage on. Now, you might be asking, why did you wait four hours to put the medicated bandage on? <laughs> because I don't want to fucking mitigate this problem. I want it to fucking go away. Get off my fucking hand. So I'm rinsing it and holding the wash rag, just hoping beyond fucking hope something would happen. Uh, but it didn't. So I finally put the medicated bandage on and then it stopped bleeding, which was fine with me. Uh, and then this Monday of this week, I, I, I was fucking, I was so happy Monday morning. I got up, I ran two, two and a half miles. I went to the gym and fucking lifted. I got home and I had to do something at noon. So I was fucking rolling. Uh, what did I have to do at noon? Oh, my buddy, Justin was coming in from the airport at 11. I had to pick up Justin. And, uh, and by the way, also here, I should say I am on the world's most uncomfortable chair. <laughs> and sitting on it, the most uncomfortable. No, no, I always do it. But with these chairs, I always turn it around to the back so I can have the back in front. Yeah. I like that. I'm an ass man. Uh, so I like the ass of a chair. Um, so I'm, cause at home, I don't know if any, you know this. Oh, dude. I talked about that Christmas stream. Uh, a lovely listener, uh, the princess Anne and Zill gave me a gaming chair. Amazing. It's ridiculous. People are unbelievably generous and kind. And so I've been sitting on that fucking loving it. It's fucking, and all the broadcasts have been from there. So they probably, I'm, I'm sure guys, you know, it took the edge off, right? You guys can tell me that. Um, <laughs> So now I'm doing this show and sitting in a fucked up chair and I'm like, wait a minute, this can be, yeah, let's go. Exactly. Um, so, so Monday, man, I get out of the shower and like I said, I'm fucking juiced. I'm all happy. Let's go. Let's go get Justin. And I'm, uh, he's at Burbank. So I don't have to fucking really fly to get him out of the airport. Uh, so I was cutting it close though. Is that thing where you're going to leave? It's 15 minutes to get to the airport from my house. And I'm, it's like, he's getting in at 11. It's now 1038. I'm getting dressed. Now I got to throw some gunk in my hair and roll out the door. And all of a sudden, bam, I, I, I hit it and it's now it's gushing blood. Now it's like kind of a steady, like you ever turn a faucet on, not the drip drip part and not the full blast, but just that kind of like, where it's just kind of rolling out. Uh, almost like, let's put it this way. You ever turned off a faucet that leaked, but, but more than a drip where you turn it off and it still has that steady stream coming out of it. Listen to me. I need more answers about plumbing from all of you. What is wrong with you? How dare you define me? Somebody go grab a time life book and fucking confirm this story. You fucking rats. <laughs> you motherfuckers are like, I don't know from a washer and a bolt. Fuck you. I'm bleeding here. So sure enough, I mean, I, I have a picture. I should post it, uh, except my hair doesn't look good in it. But otherwise it's got, it's, although you won't see my face because it's just, you'll look at the bloody finger and go, what the fuck? So now I got, I got to go Justin, right? And now I'm bleeding. And now, and also still got to put gunk in my hair with this bloody fucking hand. So I'm rinsing and trying to put fucking stuff. And I got the, I got the fucking, uh, the pomade out. I'm trying to make a decision. Uh, and also I can't put the pomade on until I got my shirts on. So I got to put the shirts on with the bloody hand in order to put the pomade on because I can't put the pomade on before that because when I put the shirts on, it'll mess it all up. Plus <laughs> I shave on Mondays and Thursdays and I put on aftershave. I have like club man that I put in. So I smell fucking awesome. I smell like an old school barbershop, but I'm like, that's going to burn the fuck out of my hand if I use it. Uh, but again, grown man, I can handle that business. Don't come after me. I've been bleeding for fucking six weeks. You think I can handle a little burn? Who do you think I am? You think I'm a pussy? You calling me a pussy? So, 
So I, I, but I did it all, man. I, you know, cause again, I also have to put the aftershave on before I put my shirts on because I got to put it on my chest. Uh, it goes on my face. Well, here's why. Cause I mean, you, you, you dump a little glug glug in your hand and you fucking spl- you splash it together and you splash it on your face like this, you know, and you do it on the fucking shaving part and on the face and on the fucking beard. And then you slide it over your shoulders, a little over the shoulders. Then you slide it down your chest cause it's on your hands and then you up your arms too. So yeah, you got, you just, you smell great. You just smell great. And how do I know it smells great? Because I went to poker last Thursday and I sat down and Chip goes, who smells good? I said, that's me, motherfucker. (laughs) You're goddamn right. So this is Monday. So I got to do aftershave. I got to do pomade. I got to do shirt and hoodie. So I got to do two fucking things I got to put over my head with bloody hand. Uh, And and I'm late. Now I'm late because I'm trying to fucking maneuver this bullshit. This this fucking wizard's riddle that I got to answer or get tossed into a volcano. Hey, how will he put on the hoodie as well as the aftershave? <laughs> Fuck. So, you, you can talk anytime you want, by the way. You, you, it's not like the I old know, days. You're, you're on a roll. It's not like the old days. <laughs> Go ahead and jump the fuck in. You don't work here anymore. Have you seen a doctor yet? <laughs> <laughs> I literally had the thought. Well, I'll, well, I'll just tell you. I had the thought today where I was like, I need a girlfriend. Like I, it was like when I was bleeding all over the fucking house, I was like, man, I need a girlfriend. Like she'd take care of this. And then in my brain, I'm like, you probably should stop turning the women in your life into your mom. You should probably doing that. It's bad enough. Your mom wasn't your mom. Don't make the girls you're fucking be your mom. So, uh, well, just so putting the bandaid on by yourself. I don't know how you did that because of the thing. It's the middle finger. Cause I'm so. a master. God damn it. Uh, yeah. Cause I did it with two hands, uh, with one hand basically. Yeah. Uh, I got, I got, it's, I can do a lot of, it's like, I, I can tie a cherry stem into a knot with my tongue. I can do a lot of things. I don't know how that works on my finger. How is it working on your finger? <laughs> so, I don't know. Let's try it. So, uh, I don't even know if that impresses anybody anymore. Chicks don't like that? How do you not like that? That's not impressive because I am, No, because if I tell you what. It's not a cherry stuff. First, when I walk up and I eat a cherry, they know I don't have scurvy. So, that's huge. <laughs> right off the bat. They're like, this cat doesn't have scurvy. Hold on a second. He might be worth it. And then we toss the old stem in there and then zing, zang, zoom, bada boom. There you go. There's a loop. Who wants to go to bed with me? Everybody. Who wants to fucking ride this tongue train to fucking orgasm town? To come town. Who wants to go to come town? We're leaving every hour on the goddamn hour. Saddle up. Don't forget the cherries. So, so, so I can do a lot of things with my hands and my tongue. Anyway, so here's the deal. I, uh, on Monday, so I finally, I get the hoodie, I get the shirt on, I get the hoodie on, I get the aftershave is on, of course, uh, and then I pomade the shit out of it. Uh, now, you may ask, Mike, did you put the pomade on uh, before bandaging and putting on and all that stuff? And I will answer you this way. No. <laughs> no, I put the, I put, I did the peroxide and the bandage and then the pomade, and I didn't care what got wet. You know what I mean? I was like, I just washed my hands. Um, it's a medicated bandage. It can handle it. If it's look, if it's holding up back a, a, a flood of corpuscles, it can handle some water out of the faucet. Let me ask you another question about faucets. <laughs> uh, stupid. So I so I leave Monday, and I pick up Justin at the airport, and uh, and I, I'm on time. By the way, he lands just as I'm pulling into Burbank. I'm like, all right, head over to ride share, whatever the fuck. So I pick him up, 
And uh, he gets in the car and I go, hey, I had a bit of a thing at the house. I apologize if I'm late. And he's like, no, man, I just landed. We're good. And then he sees my hand and he goes, what the fuck is going on? Because now I also got the wash rag. And the thing is, you know, if your finger's bleeding, that's one thing. But then all the dried blood cakes on the on the ring finger next to the middle finger. So your hand, it just it literally just looks like the, the fucking boiler room and saw. You know what I mean? So it's like I, I fucking hung out with Dexter for two hours. So my, my hand is just fucked and he sees it. And then, so then I got to tell him the story. I'm like, all right, here's the thing. December 20th and boxes and punching. And you know this. And then there's cherry stems. And, and Justin loves the story. And then I actually, I'm driving, but I pull up the photos. I still have the photos of the little guy who lives in my finger. And I'm like, here he is. Check this dude out. And he's like, what the hell, man? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, so I, but we, we spend the day together and it's lovely. Well, no, we don't. I take him to work. I took him to Cedar Sinai and then went and saw a movie called Knives Out. You ever seen Knives Out? I have not seen it yet. It's fantastic. Well, I apologize. It's very good. I'd like to see it. It's really good. I'll tell you this. It's got a, it's got a Michael Shannon. It's got a yeah. Daniel Craig. It's got a Chris Evans. It's got a, uh, 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 Tony Collette who's brilliant. It's got, uh, all of these actors and actresses. It's got a Ricky Lindholm from uh, Garfunkel and Oates. Yeah. It's got all of these brilliantly talented people. Uh, but at the center of the movie, at the heart of the movie, and the movie doesn't work without her, is a woman I think is named Anna de Armos, who plays the housekeeper, and she is the secret fucking weapon of this entire movie because you you like her instantly, and so then you're rooting for her throughout, and everybody else certainly proves to be whatever, uh, but you, but she's the heart of the movie, and without her it doesn't work, and she I like. It was to the point where I, when the Oscars came out in my brain, I was like, well, maybe Knives Out didn't qualify because how did she not get nominated for anything because she's fantastic? But then I saw Knives Out was nominated for screenplay. Uh, and I think this Anna Diarmos needs to be recognized because she was really good. Now, I will say this. Everybody said to me, they're like, dude, this movie's fantastic. You need to see it. So the first 30 minutes, I'm just like, nah, all right, this is good, I guess. And I thought everybody was jerking off Ryan Johnson where they're just like, because they like him. So, but then it, then it hits the ground run and it's beautiful. It's a really good movie. So I enjoyed it very much. Uh, so I go to kill some time because I uh, here's the thing. I had to take him to his work uh, on Wilshire, and then I, I was taking him to dinner later. And by taking him to dinner, I was going to pick him up, and he was going to graciously buy me dinner. <laughs> I had taken nobody to dinner with a fucking infected hand. So uh, so I go see the movie. I kill some time there. It's totally fun. Uh, I pick up our friend Justin. We go to dinner. We enjoy our lives. We have a long chat. We we ate at a restaurant that he loves. Now that is, but I'll tell you this. It was a, it's a cozy little restaurant, dark pillows. Uh, good food. Uh, he likes the chef. He lo- he knows the woman's name. Even though he lives in Arizona, he's here enough on business where he'll know. He knows the hostess's name, and she's the co-owner of the restaurant. So he loves it. Every time, and every time he comes to town, we eat there. Every single time, he gets this Berkshire pork chop, which is gigantic. Um, I I pick and choose, but now it's January, so now I'm that uh, I'm doing keto. So I'm that annoying fucking idiot. We go to this restaurant, and I literally have to Google is octopus keto. You know what I mean? Just like. <laughs> Because we're not eating shitty food, so I have to make sure that octopus is fine, whatever the fuck. So we go to the restaurant, and we, we show up at, hmm, I think 6.15. Oh, no, I apologize, 6, because it was happy hour till 6.30. So we always get these Brussels sprouts, but they're usually 12 bucks. There's 6 bucks on the happy hour menu. Ooh. So we immediately order the Brussels sprouts. And then he starts looking through at the happy hour menu. I'm looking at food. And he's like, get that Berkshire pork chop. Because I'm, again, I'm Googling all these things, what I can and can't fucking eat. My trainer's so sick of me. Is a hot dog keto? And uh, I think that was the one where he just wrote back. He goes, what do you think? <laughs> I oh, no. No, no, I apologize. That wasn't the one. Uh, I Because uh, I, I had written him once before about something that was keto. No, I said, are hot dogs keto? And he just wrote, I mean, yeah? With a question mark. <laughs> So then I Googled it, and they are, but they're full of nitrates and fucking fish, not fish balls, chicken balls, you know what I mean? It's like, or uh, uh, cow balls, right? What do they make fucking hot dogs out of? 
Yeah, but they're but they're the worst of the beef. Like uh, it's all the cows who like got f- who flunked high school. You know what I mean? That's what they turn into hot dogs. Right, that's those fucking idiots. I don't want to eat a fucking <laughs> idiot sandwich. Fuck that. So, uh, so the fuck. So I, but I, but I had to write them just because I was at the movie theater watching Knives Out and I was hungry because what I had that morning again, uh, I had taken Justin to Starbucks and I had to get sous vide egg bites. Which, by the way, they describe the, the description we read of them. They were globules of egg and bacon and cheese, and they're sous vide and they're cooked that way. And Justin looks at me and he goes, "Globules is not an appetizing word." I'm like, "No, clearly it is not." But we got them, and they were pretty good. They weren't bad. They're the size of ping pong balls, but they're made out of eggs and bacon. And uh, but they're super fucking hot. You gotta like, you gotta, you can't just because I threw the first one into my mouth like a fucking dope chomp, and uh, and then burn my tongue, and I'm like, <sighs> you know, and then get a mouthful of egg, and you're like, <sighs> it's awful. So I go to the movies, and then I'm like, hey, are hot dogs keto? And he's like, I mean, yeah. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to eat one. I just wanted to check. <laughs> and I didn't, and I watched the movie, and then we went to dinner, and I Google Octopus. Um, but we got there at like 6 o'clock, and we closed it. We closed the joint. They closed at like 9 o'clock. No other customers. We were the only customers in the room. Now, I should tell you this. When I said it was homey with pillows and dark and all that, well, that's when it was on La Cienega. They moved to Robertson on this corner building that's real bright, and it's like a double dining room. It's more seating than the last one, but it's there's no parking. It's just this. It's not in a neighborhood anymore. You know, down there when you get down to uh, yeah. Wilshire and that, that neighborhood, it's just like Robertson and La Cienega, and it's it said Gourmando, and I'm like, well, that can't fucking be it. But then we parked and we went in, and it was it was Prospect Gourmand. They had one waitress and one cook working, and I knew there was an issue because when we walked in. The waitress came over. She goes, I, we said, we said, hey, anywhere? And she goes, oh my gosh, sit anywhere. We're kind of slow today. Mondays are slow. So we went and sat down and I, you know, I didn't know how fucking slow they were. We literally saw nobody, no other customers. One person came and did a pickup order at 845 and that was it. She just kept refilling our water and, and, uh, and, and, and we spent a lot of the time talking to crying about how they were going to kill their business, how they were going to, because then she kept coming over and she's like, you should have been here like two days ago. There was a line out the door. It was crazy. We couldn't seat anybody and all this stuff. And I don't know what's going on today. I don't know. And, which is always, believe me, I worked in restaurants and I know the fucking excuses. And you also know when people have cut off their own fucking th- balls because they, they, well, let's expand. We're so successful. And you're like, dude, what you had, they had such a good fucking thing going in the other joint. It was homey. You liked sitting there. Yeah. Uh, but the food, you know, the Brussels sprouts were still fantastic. With a little, they were umami with a little balsamic, a little bacon in there. I think there was some bacon. Was there bacon? Possibly soy? I don't know. Uh, and then, oh, but I will tell you this. I got pork belly. and Because, uh, again, I Googled it. That's all I ate was pork belly and Brussels sprouts because I can't eat any other stuff. Because he's like, hey, man, get that Berkshire pork chop. It's 36 bucks. And he's buying. I mean, I can't be that cunt because all of a sudden he's fucking ordering... <laughs> Off, he's ordering everything off the happy hour menu. He got a slider and a, a, a chicken slider and a fucking piece of fried chicken. And, and then I'm going to order the $40 pork chop. <laughs> what a dick. Uh, well, thank you, sir. Uh, what wine do you have today? <laughs> so I heard this pork belly and it comes. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's presented like a sushi roll where it's like 10 pieces, like cut in chunks, like, yeah. and it's, it's out like a roll. And uh, I put the first one in my mouth and, and, and one... What should I do? The first thing I noticed is the second. First. Room temperature. Oh. Yeah. I'm not hot, not off the griddle, not off, not out of the room. I was just, I was furious. And again, I'm not paying, so I'm not going to raise a fucking uh, stink. But also the, uh, the second thing, the first piece I put in my mouth, nothing but fat. Complete fat. Because, you know, pork belly comes, it has a fat cap. And that's the whole point of it. 
Uh, and I'm supposed to be eating a ton of fat, but not like this. This was like, you know what it was? Cause it was room temperature and it was fat. So when you cook fat and it's room temperature, it, it kind of, it's, it loses its texture. Like melt fat should melt in your mouth. Yeah. So it becomes a, it becomes a thing. Whereas instead, like normally fat's just a ghost. Like you put it in your mouth and it disappears with a, a tremendous hint of pork. Yeah. But then you put it in your mouth like this and it tasted like Vaseline. It was like that. It had that consistency. You know what I mean? Where I squish it with my tongue and it was just like, oh, it was so gross. Uh, I could barely eat the rest of it. So, <laughs> well, I, I did. I cut all the fat off the other pieces and just ate the pork. Even though I'm supposed to be eating fat, but it was just, a, it, it had become a different animal at that point. It was just gross. Uh, and then we just closed the joint. We, I, I drank 40 glasses of water. Holy fuck. Whatever. So we had fun. So, uh, but I was bleeding even at dinner just a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm still, I still got the wash rag. And, um, so then Tuesday comes and I'm not bleeding, you know, I'm okay. And then Wednesday arrives and that's yesterday. And, uh, you know, I did a live stream on Twitch and I'm not bleeding. Everything's to be fine. And then this morning I got up and, uh, I mean, I bled all day Monday, but then it finally stopped. And then I took the band, you know, I have to take, I take the bandage on into the shower, leave it on. But then when I'm showering, uh, I, I have to take it off clearly because I'm, I'm, I'm doing all sorts of fucking shampooing and, uh, conditioning and whatever you fucking guys do in the shower. Don't fucking yell at me. So <laughs> I got up this morning and I couldn't get to the gym on time cause I had to go to do this recording thing. So I jumped in the shower and, uh, I, I I'm doing stuff. I'm getting clean as a whistle and I'm getting ready to go. And I get out of the shower and sure enough, I look down and there's blood just, just dripping on the sink off my hand and I'm like motherfucker so I put it under the faucet and then I wrap it in the wash rag and then I look and there's blood coming out of the shower it's been bleeding in the shower it's on the fucking rug all the way leading to the sink and I'm I mean there's fucking blood everywhere so then I I tried I look at the towel because I dried myself with the towel and there's just blood all over the fucking bath towel and I and then there's blood on the cabinet and blood on the wall it just it literally just I, I almost I almost scrawled uh pigs on the wall just because just as a little tribute to the Manson family I'm like why not this looks like the Lobiancas were here I was going to stab myself with a fork so I I walk out and I go to get dressed and I I because then I got to put you know clothes on and hoodie and the whole pomade riddle from Monday had re-arrived so I I get it all squared away and I put on a bandage and as I'm putting on the bandage I'm getting dressed and stuff and when I'm done getting dressed I look and it's I bled through the bandage so I took that bandage off and then I put two more, I put a, a bandage on, a regular bandage, and then I put a second bandage over that bandage. And then I wrapped it in a wash rag and I had to go to my joint and I, I looked, I'm still pouring blood, man. There's blood, dried blood all over my two fingers and then blood on my regular hand. Uh, I go and then uh, guys, people are busting my balls about, hey, you, and, and I will tell you this, I was in a room and, and uh, every person I saw today said, uh, you need to see a doctor. Like you need to see a doctor now. <laughs> Cause they're like, how long has it been bleeding? I'm like, I don't know, December. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Again, if you, if you can flip the calendar on your bleeding schedule, then there's a problem. There's absolutely a fucking problem. And I get that, but I have no insurance, man. I can't go wandering into a room and go, Hey guys, fix my finger. I'm broke. They're going to tell me to fucking hop a, a, a train out of town. I got to go ride the rails. So uh, in my brain, I'm just like, all right, well, here's the thing. Let's do this. I'll, I'll, I'll cover it up so I don't look at it. Like I'll cover it up so I don't see that it's bleeding. Uh, so I leave there and then I'm, I'm trying to figure out because I was supposed to stream today and then uh, I got your phone call uh-huh. and you said, hey, you didn't do a show. What's going on? Would you want to do a show with me today? And uh, apparently I wanted to do 20 minutes of a show with you and then just fucking start talking. <laughs> I apologize. 
we'll get to you in a second. Um, but I, and of course I made the arrangement with you and I said, yes, that would be fucking fantastic. And I, I was on the way home. From, well, first I said, uh, I'll call me later cause I gotta get home from the gym. So I went home from the, I stopped, I got food for lunch, which again, I am so bored of this fucking diet. Somebody, I know I, this is my fault cause I have two fantastic cookbooks that a listeners sent me and they're delightful and, uh, and I want to use them and I have to go buy the ingredients and cook. And I get that man, but I'll tell you what, everything I eat is brown. I'm so tired of fucking brown. <laughs> Today I got I got brisket chili and then more fatty brisket and I'm I'm putting them joylessly in my mouth just to stay alive and I'm like oh and also there's a thing I don't want to eat like I literally do not want to eat and John's like you got to eat twice a day man and I'm like fuck no but I I hustled I got the food I went home I ate I took a shower I texted Lily she's like hey come on over I said great oh I apologize I skipped something in the shower <laughs> guess what happened. Oh, fuck, I forgot this. Oh, dudes. <laughs> so I get home and I told Lily, I said, hey, I got some stuff to take care of. And uh, she's like, all right, text me when you're done. And I go, well, it might be an hour. She goes, I don't care if it's two hours. I'm, I'm, I'm around tonight, so let's do this. I said, great. So I hung up with her. And, uh, and like I said, I had some food to eat. So I just, I joylessly threw chili in my mouth. And then I put that in the fridge. And uh, I was going to take a shower. But here's the thing. Uh... I, uh, and I apologize to you, Lily, but you've heard things like this before. Certainly. Uh, I had to jerk off today. Like I, I fucking, I had to, man. Uh, I, I, cause I was, I was ready to go this morning. Like when I woke up and, uh, but I woke up a little too close to what I had to do. You know what I mean? And I was like, all right. And, uh, and so I was like, all right, well, I'll jerk off when I get home after this. Cause I knew I was gonna take a second shower. So before the second shower, I'll go ahead and jerk off. And, uh, and fucking, so I finish eating, I put the stuff in the fridge and I'm like, all right, let's get this taken care of. You know, I open the door, I, I get my earbuds, I go by the computer or whatever the fuck. And, uh, and, uh, look, some of you may not know this. I don't think Lily even knows this, or perhaps she may remember from the old days. Oh, I remember a lot of things from the old days. Um, I jerk off left-handed. That's my preference. That's what I like to do. I like, I go side saddle lefty. Why? Because it's a lot easier to control the touchpad with my right hand. <laughs> So, so I, uh, you know, and I, I'm just, I'm one track mind because I'm not, like I said, like literally this morning, I, you could, I could have put my dick through the fucking wall when I woke up. Like I was ready to go, but I knew I was running behind. And I was like, fuck. And it's been like two days. I'm like, I haven't. And then, which is weird. Cause usually whatever the fuck you don't care. So, uh, so I get up and I, I, so I, I go, all right, let's set this up. I put the chili and how gross is this? I'm, I'm sweaty from the gym eating chili, thinking about my dick. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's fucking make this happen, man. So uh, I put the chili away. Horrifying <laughs> sentence. I put the chili away so I can go jerk off. So uh, so look, I grab the earbuds. I grab I grab some Astro Glide. Listen, you live for this. So I grab the Astro Glide, which by the way, yeah, that's right. You're like, have you, why have you stepped up? Why have I stepped up? I'll tell you why. It was two for one at Ralph's. That's not it a joke. Is, it is. Primo. Absolutely, right? It's the home run. It is. Because uh, usually I'm just a spit guy. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, nope, let's fucking make this happen. Uh, so I bring out the Astroglide. I sit down. I start surfing. I go to my preferred sites. <laughs> I want a I list. Uh, well, you st- <laughs> all right. You want a list? Here's the thing. You start at 4chan. No, never start at 4chan. Here's why you do. You, you start at 4chan because you go to the GIF page because it's all bite-sized porn. All right. Now, let's put it this way. Also, the GIF page, like that. that's... Uh, because it's all bite-sized, it's all like 30 seconds, 40 seconds. It's a GIF. Well, that, it, well, no, it's a GIF. The guy who invented it, GIF. 
Um, but you go there. You know why? Because that just that all that does is fucking that just puts the keys in the ignition and starts it up. That's you get you get hard watching thirty second clips on four chan, and then we move to the porn hub. That's where we go. That's where the real business is taking place. Now in the old days, I used to have a collection of my own videos that I would use. <laughs> Which I'm sure seems narcissistic and weird to some of you, but I just pretended it wasn't me in the video. That's a lie. I pretended I knew it was me. You, I knew it was me every fucking second. Uh, plus, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'm a little chatty in the videos, so it's hard to ignore that it's me. Uh, I can't imagine you would be chatty. Right? Seems to make no sense. I mean, look, unless my mouth is full, I'm talking to you. Uh, so, sure you do. So I, uh, I, I go to, so I go to the 4chan and I'm looking around and there's some people doing some things and then we're ready to go. And I've got, and, and the way it works is, uh, whatever the fuck, you know, astroglide, whatever, hand, hand, left hand in and, uh, and we're taking care of business and, uh, and I'm watching videos and I, and I also, by the way, sometimes you can, you could do this leisurely. Sometimes, sometimes you can spend 40 minutes looking for the right clip to fucking unload, right? You're like, all right, I can do this sometimes. And I'll tell you this seriously. Sometimes you're, you're go twice. Sometimes if you got an hour, you, you go once, you, you sit there, you keep browsing, you keep looking, and then you, know, you keep manipulating, then boom, you're ready to go, and there you go, second time. Let's ruin these boxer briefs. And now you're thinking to yourself, why are you wearing boxer briefs? Well, I'm not going to ruin every towel in the house. So, because uh, you know why? Because I don't want to think about where it's going when I'm jerking off. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, I, on occasion, certainly, like I've said before, I don't use a sock when I'm jerking off because would you close your eyes during a fireworks show? I've said that before. <laughs> but if you're sitting up in a chair and you're surfing the web and stuff like that, and, you see, and you're going side saddle lefty, you're just like, I, I, I can't, I'm not concerned. I got to make sure it gets caught. Because side saddle lefty, it could go off and hit the dresser. I get all the Funkos on top of the dresser. I might take the Joker in the face, and that's not fun for anybody. <laughs> Because I ain't going to wash those fucking things. No, thank you. And I don't want people coming to my room just worrying about where I fucking shot. You know what I mean? Although, I've been there 20 years. I got news for you. Not a safe spot in the joint. <laughs> do not call the local news. Do not get a black light lamp because you will never leave my apartment without taking me into jail. Uh, and I know you think to yourself, well, you're coming in your own bedroom. Why would that be a jail thing? Trust me, if you saw it, you would take me to jail. That's why I'm dehydrated half the fucking time. All right, so. I chug a bunch of water. It doesn't help. So, uh, so I'm, I'm rolling, we're doing things, things are happening and, uh, and I'm, you know, because, and I look, I'm in my own world, man. I'm just, cause this is me, this is me time. This is, this is my handful of Calgon bubbles. Take me away. That's what I say to you. I'm like that mom in the commercial with like a fucking Italian coffee, takes a sip. She disappears off into the fucking countryside with a guy who plays a fucking loot. I'm in. You're goddamn right. So that's what I'm at. I'm just leaning back in my crickety chair and I'm fucking going to work. And, uh, and, and I will, so I'm, I'm like rocking, rolling and working up and i I'm hopping through clips here. I'll open like maybe six or seven windows. You hop around. Sometimes you open three windows. You got them all going at once. Cause you're like this and she makes a great noise and everything's fine. So <laughs> things are happening and you're moving and you're going and I'm, and I'm fucking, I got the left hand rocking and, uh, and then, and I'm, I'm now I, I look, let's put it this way. We're knocking on the door. We are, we are at mission control and we are, we are DEF CON fucking two, baby, three, four, whatever the fuck. And we're ready for fucking launch. And I realize it. And so then at that point, as you know, you want to watch your favorite clip. You want to make sure you're looking at 
I'm going to make sure I watch that because I can do this and you drop it back to make sure she's doing the right thing at the right time. And I'm rolling, I'm going. And, uh, and also like I mentioned, I've been in the gym a lot and I'm running two and a half miles a day and I seem a little dehydrated, but not really. I'm trying to drink as much water as I possibly can. And so I'm watching this video clip and I'm rolling with my left hand and I'm fucking stroking and I'm ready to go. And I'm like, all right, here we go. And also again, like I said, boxer briefs, I don't have to worry about arching my hips or moving around. It's all going to get caught in there, man. It's just like, it's like, it's like shooting a spider web into a bucket. It's fine. It's going to be fine. And sure enough, I'm rolling and I'm ready there and I'm just ready to fucking go. And I actually, I actually, I won't lie. I made a noise. I made a bit of a noise. And I was like, oh yeah, I, and I, not, oh yeah, I didn't do that. I was just like, uh, uh, and then I, I fucking, I, I felt it and I was ready to go and it's been a couple of days. So uh, brace yourselves. There's a flood coming. Somebody just ate fucking fruit stripe gum or quenchers or whatever the fuck. And sure enough, that video's playing and I got my hand going and I'm rolling and I lean forward and out of fucking nowhere, my entire fucking left side of my abdomen seizes up. And I pull a stomach muscle like, and it fucking, it tenses up and I'm like, whoa, but I can't fit. I can't stop because I'm going to fucking, I'm like, oh fuck. So then I just, I literally squeezed my conk as hard as I can with my left hand. But, uh, but it was too late. She'd already seen him. There it went. Look at that. Look at that. There it goes. Look at that. Look at that. And he came right in his pants. Whoa. Yes. They called it the shot. He fucking, I just fucking dudes. I couldn't help it. And then, and then there's, and look, it's been a couple of days. So you got a couple, yeah, you got, I got like six good ropes in me. So they're fucking rolling and I'm, I'm just fisting. I'm holding and I'm trying to straighten my body. Cause it's like, I'm in pain and I look down and, uh, and my stomach is, it's going, it's spasming because of the, my stomach muscles. Like it's like a rubber band just broke and I'm leaning. And so now I'm trying to move my fucking core so to, to fix it and I'm, and I'm still coming like I'm coming and trying to fix my stomach at the same fucking time like a weird ass witch doctor and and I finally I just fucking I just went alright ride this out and then it's fucking finished but I mean I've been looking forward to it for two days two days and I, and I get hit with a liver shot like a fucking UFC fighter what the fuck and then I try to lean back and it just hurt more and so, I, I, so you gotta stand up so I, I'm not ready to stand up yet I just fucking I just I just fucking reached the finish line. God damn it. Let me get some water and a fucking blanket. And, uh, but I stood up and I had, and you got to bend your stomach, you know, your whole body back, yeah. your spine and shit. And, uh, and, and then your and my hand is fucking, you know, soaked and then, and everything else is, there's a thing. And normally the shame of it doesn't bother me because again, I'm alone. Who the fuck cares? Everybody jerks off sometimes twice a day, but, <laughs> but, uh, but for some reason, like I had this weird epiphany of what I was literally in the moment. I couldn't go away with the porn and just be like, embrace it and flow away out of fantasy or whatever the fuck. I, I was very conscious of the fact that I had fucking wet drawers on and a handful of slippery cock. And I'm just, and then I'm like, oh man, what the fuck? So I got my hand jammed in my box. I'm standing up trying to fix my stomach. And now I go like, well, I got to get a shower and get the fuck out of here. So I take my hand out and here's the routine. Usually I take my hand out and then uh, I got to go because uh, the front door is already open. It's locked. The screen door is locked. Nobody's going to walk in on me. But the front door is open. And then I got to go set up the Bluetooth speaker so I can take a shower. Before I jerk off, I've already opened the shower door so I don't have to touch it. And I also have uh, I also have uh, uh, toothpaste on the toothbrush already so I don't have to worry about using two hands to put Jesus use the tube. Hey, man, I got a fucking schematic. <laughs> I've lived alone since 2013. All right? I, you, you, you boil it down to its fucking essence. Wow, that is so I'm like, and look, I, there's an occasionally, like that's only if I'm going to fucking yeah. decamp in front of the thing. But, you know, certainly I've been in the chair in the living room sometimes and just went, all right, let's do this. Uh, but when you're, but when you're, you know, you get your marching orders, when Patton's involved, you're like, all right, let's fucking do this. 
So, uh, so I, I'm standing there, like I said, I got my hand full of fucking cock and I'm like, I'm just standing up and I'm like, oh, and I, oh fuck, I gotta get out of here. So I, I go, all right, time, you know, time to get the air, the Bluetooth, whatever. And I take my hand out of my fucking pants. Blood everywhere. <laughs> Every, I mean, my whole hand is bloody. And I looked down at my boxer briefs. It looks like somebody shot me in the cock. <laughs> It, it looks like, you know what it looks like? It look, honestly, it looks like somebody bit it off. I mean, it's just, it's just, there's so much blood in my boxer briefs, which also could be the name of the show. Uh, I'm looking at them and I'm just, and I went, oh my Christ. So then I, you know, then you pull the fucking, you take the, the, you pull the waistband out and you look down and it's just, it's, it's, it's the red wedding. I'm like, what the fuck just happened to my pants? Holy Jesus. Fucking Cersei. What did you do to me? Uh, so now, now it's imperative. I get in the shower like immediately. Uh, but then I realized like I, you know, I used Astroglide and, and I was going to work and everything was great. And, and now I'm worried because it was fucking awesome. It's been a couple of days and it felt fucking great and whatever, all of it, everything was in tune. I, my everything, but now I'm worried. Was that the Astroglide? <laughs> or am I going to need to bleed all over my cock to feel good ever again? So now we're here. <laughs> Yay. <sighs> that was, that's why, that's why I was a little bit late coming to your house <laughs> because I had to clean up the creep show basement of jerk off stories. I am, I am still in shock that you showed up here. I look at your hand and I'm like, you need to see a doctor, but that thought didn't go through it. No. Nope. Well, I then, you know, then I rinsed it off. I took a shower and I got out and I put the, I did the double duty with the fucking, I forgot. I bought antibiotic cream, but I didn't put it on. I forgot. And I wrapped it in two bandages. And by the time I got here, you saw it was dripping out of the bandages. And then you and I, you were very gracious. And like I said, I did have the thought today. I was like, I need a girlfriend. Like, man, she would take care of this shit. And then again, like I said, don't fucking quit turning people into your mom. So I, uh. I got here, but but I graciously you stepped up because I I wasn't going to say anything. I was just like, oh yeah, because you saw the wash rug right away, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And uh, and I was like, yeah, I had a thing, and you had a, uh, your friend was on the f- stoop as well, yeah. and I told her I go, don't look at my hand, <laughs> it was just like terrible. <laughs> and um and you were very nice, and you said, oh my god, I got a first aid kit, let's change it. Yeah. And I I felt I've never felt more happy eight years old than I did when you said that yeah. to me. Thank you, you're very nice. Yeah, and the, and the um and the. Uh Waterproof band-aids are uh, Well, we'll figure... Yeah, we'll figure it out. But also, I think... Uh, you need to see a doctor. I might have to go to a clinic or something, maybe. I don't know if that's a thing. See, I, I, the thing that I just looked up was Cato and blood clotting or lack of clotting. Did you, look up, did you look up Cato and Nash? Yes. Couldn't um, break up Cato and Nash. That's true. Couldn't break up Tango and Cash. That's also true. Sorry, <laughs> that's uh, Tenacious D, which is still a fantastic album, and I love hearing it when it comes up in my shuffle. It's the fucking best. Uh, all right, so you look up keto and yeah. blood. Yeah, uh, there's there's things there's there's things you should probably yeah. But this has been going on since December when I wasn't even keto. Okay, so that, I mean, and that's what my concern was. I'm gonna need you to lean in a little bit so people can actually hear you. Um, yes, that was what my concern was. Um, so I don't know. You're not wrong. Cause again, a lot of things, 
And I always said, well, you know, you're, when you change your diet or you go through stuff like that, you can change things. I mean, every time I'm on a new medication, there's something else that I have to look at as a side effect. So, you know, I looked up that to check it. And, and of course, diabetes is, is things that don't heal. Abscesses are things don't, that don't heal. Don't say diabetes. Um, I don't want to hear that. That's terrible. Well, I mean, you do you do have the uh, candy diet crash every so often. Not since January 1st. It's gone. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I've known you for a long time and you have this <laughs> tendency to go, I'm going to eat 19 boxes of this right now because I'm quitting in January. Well, yeah, certainly. I mean, New Year's Eve. Yeah, I, sure I, uh, dumps like that are really <laughs> bad for... New Year's Eve, I had, I had this uh, chili oil shrimp fried rice and some soup dumplings, and I bought uh, three Hershey bars, big Hershey bars, and a chocolate orange, like from Christmas, and that's what I took with me that night when I went out on the road and I drove for Uber. Well, I ate the rice and the dumplings at the house. But yeah, I, I, am, I have a tendency. The other day, I was in Walgreens, and you remember, remember what the mantra was. Maybe you don't remember. Uh, I'd rather eat pussy than candy. That was, what I, that was what kept me from eating candy in 2013. But I would still go sometimes, and I would hold the candy in my hand, and I'd walk around the store like we were friends, and I'd be like, all right, well, this is cool, and I'm seeing an old friend, and then I'd put it on the shelf, and I'd say, I'll be back to see you later. Shannon's fine. She's still involved. Um, I told you she cut me to twice a month, and I was just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, I was mad. I go, away, And she's like, this is a good thing. It means that I think you're making progress. And I'm just like, nah. Um, so that's fine. I'm but teasing because you're walking around the store. With well, you. of course. Well, well, but the other day I went to Walgreens to get this stuff for my hand, and there were, uh, <laughs> I took, I grabbed 15 bars. I could hold 15 bars in my hand, and I just took a picture of it, and I sent it to John. I wrote keto. With <laughs> a question mark. And he's like, put them down with like 14 O's. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I have a list. I have plans for the year where I'm doing a bunch of different things. I'm getting exercise together, sleep together, diet together, and then work. Work is, is, is that and, list with you? Uh, it's in my brain. Well, you know what? Actually, you want to see? I'll pull up the, I, I do have uh, just a list that was before the end of 2019. Well, I just, I would like you to move everything down by one and on number one on the top of the list, I would like you to put, see a fucking doctor about the gaping <laughs> hole in your hand. Well, I wouldn't call it gaping. I've seen vaginas that don't bleed that much. <laughs> I've, I've seen vaginas that are smaller than this. Uh, all right. So yeah, well, maybe, I don't know. We'll check it out. We'll see what happens. No, you're, if I have to go with you, we're going somewhere to tonight or tomorrow now, that's a switch i've been with you before with a wristband on i'm trying to keep you yeah. from falling and hitting the floor whoa you can't <laughs> be that still a fall wrist. <laughs> are you really yeah. i loved it i was it, like i put that photo I'm on up a new medication that i'm dizzy all the time so if i'm having problems with my eyesight and i have to wear my eye patch and i'm on that medication it's hilarious i just like walk in a circle <laughs> I, I have no depth perception I'm completely dizzy. and it's i mean it's funny but it's not that is actually my favorite patty labelle song you got a new medicine <laughs> Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> All right, look, let's talk about this now. Uh, certainly, we've, we've, we've come to this point. We've, we've travailed. We've gone up and down some valleys, some hills. We took each other on journeys earlier in the show. Uh, I've come to visit Lily because Lily has a... Uh, I, I don't know. Do, well, first of all, let's talk about this. Uh, I miss you. Aww. And I love you. And, and uh, I love having you on the show. And this is really exciting and fun for me. So I'm glad that you decided to do this because I again I put the offer out. Well, you put the offer out, and then it was kind of like you were very much, oh, I, but don't feel obligated, and, and I'm just like, well, I know you want me to do this, but I want you to be ready to do this because sometimes you have this tendency to like make things really too much pressure. <laughs> me? Yeah, and so I, I kind of liked the idea of just going, hey, you haven't recorded yet. I'm free tonight. Okay. It was a very 
organic, beautiful, natural way to, to come back and feel happy and wanted and loved and not pressure of like, you're coming back to the show. What are we going to talk about? Well, all of those things are a big deal to me. I mean, I, I, and I want you to feel happy and and loved because you are, and and, and the listeners love you. They always have people have written to me to see how you're doing and all that stuff. And I always go, don't you have Facebook dummy? Uh, which I don't, (laughs) but still I, I will write them and and say, Hey, you can write her, you can call her and do whatever you want. You know? Um, I was just thinking, I forgot to tell you one other thing that's happening with me. I'm going in on the 24th and they're going to put me in an x-ray machine mm -hmm. and stick a needle right down next to the spine of my neck and put uh, some medication in there. It's an epidural to try to block some of the pain on my neck. So I have that to look forward to, too, on the 24th. An epidural? Are you getting that foam, that Synvisc? I don't even know because I was like, I don't want to know about it because I won't do it. Oh, if they tell you, you'll just... Yeah, I'm like, yeah, just tell me what the risks are, but I don't want to go through all of it. It's like... Well, that's you know, new, though. Do I have to go... Do I have to be put out? That's but, my latest thing right now. I but don't want to be put out. But that is new. You, 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 you've you, always wanted to know exactly what's happening. Yeah. Um. Well, again, when your entire base of your life is, I don't care if I cease to exist because the pain is so bad, you really don't want to add the extra anxiety of what all the fuck is going to happen. So I'm just like, eh, if it kills me, it kills me. Well, you <laughs> literally, I'm very much more zen now about things. <laughs> well, that, that is not a, a secret to me. I mean, I don't yeah. know if you want to talk about that on the show, but you've told me yeah. that if it got to a point, like you would, you would prefer. Oh to... yeah, there there was actually like um, three months ago where I just kind of looked at Eddie and I went, hey, I I think I'm ready if things don't change in the next two weeks because this is fucking brutal really um and luckily um a couple things changed and it got a little bit better and it wasn't a solid 10 for five days in a row unable to sleep i mean i still can't sleep because i can't be in one position for more than about 30 minutes so it's like i'll fall asleep finally and then i will wake up with my with my ankle cramped and you know or then i'll wake up with the side of my foot fucked up because there's a bone on the side of your foot that gets jacked or my hip will be going or my shoulder will go or my eye will be throbbing and i will wake up so i sleep if you if you if you're my friend on facebook you will see that i am on facebook about every two hours you are you're on there quite a bit because i can't sleep and i lay in bed and i stare at the ceiling and then i have to sit up so i do something and then i can lay back down and well this makes a lot of sense because you can't sleep you're on facebook a lot and because you're not sleeping that uh I now realize why you're typing the things you're typing at because the things that make no sense. So good for you. I'm glad that you're doing all that. <laughs> no, that, they don't make any sense because it pain also alters the way your brain works. I see. So you know how I used to have those issues where I would go, bring the elevator over here. Of I course. Need to take the ladder down. It's much worse now because the synapsis in my brain doesn't always work. And I literally, I looked at Eddie the other day and I want to go to the place where they sell things that you eat when you go to takeout. Well, uh, because literally yeah. food, I could not come up with the word. Well, I didn't. That happened to you in Costco with me. Yeah. You remember? Yeah. We were we were walking and you were like, I know where that is. And then you were like, yeah, let's go by the, the things for the bed. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You go, the things that are, that are for the bed. And because I was, my brain literally is so taxed at the amount of pain I'm having. I, I can't, it's like my brain can't open the drawer and go through all the yeah. folders to find the right word. But that's fun because hanging out with you is like a big win, oh, loser, draw game. Sometimes. <laughs> it, is, it is fucking charade. Two words. One word. Sounds like the things that go on the bed. <laughs> well, I will literally look at him and I'll go. You'd to touch your mouth? And I'm touching my mouth with my hand and he's like, you're hungry? And I'm like, that's 
the word. <laughs> Touch your nose. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Uh, all right. Well, I want to ask this. And again, yeah. if it, you don't have to answer anything you don't need to answer. Um, I think we've talked about it a little bit before in private, but I mean, if we're on the show and you've brought it up, let's talk about it. Um, I've no, as long as I've known you, mm-hmm. it's, you don't fear death. No, you, you've often talked about, about it in a way where, uh, and I don't, this will sound, I, I got to phrase it the proper way, not looking forward to it, but if it showed up, you would, you would greet it defiantly and and be fine with it you know what i mean there was a time in the past where i would always say if i got cancer i would look at what the ratio is of surviving and i would go i don't want to survive i want to thrive so if i have six months in the hospital slowly dying or a month to go on a cruise I'm going to take the cruise. I'm not going to take the, there's a chance it might go into remission after this six months of horribleness and you might have another two months after that. Fuck that shit. So with this, I feel the same way. I'm like, when it comes down to, I'm in a diaper and a wheelchair and I can't get up on my own and I need to have nurses 24 seven. That's not life. Right. That's just not life. Especially if I continue to have cognitive issues. And again, this could all damper down a little bit and be a lot easier but i can't lift anything over five pounds and i can't walk a grocery store from start to finish yeah because even if i could i can't pick up a gallon of milk to put it in there because it's over five pounds right so there's a lot of there's a lot of real limited you know i thought it was hard when i couldn't drive add today i can't walk that's brutal Oh, and, and you can't think. That's that to no, me. No, the, the not thinking is the worst part when I'm sitting there and I can't. And well, I'm like, this is this is just stupid. Well, I've talked about yeah. it on the show before, and when you were on, and yeah. I, I just said the only thing I have is my brain. Yep. I mean, I you know whatever the fuck else. I mean, the outside part of me, whatever. I don't care. I got great eyes, but other than that, I, I just I can't. My brain is such. It, it's when I see people that have uh, Down syndrome or people who are challenged. Uh, I want to hug them and I want to cry because that's the only thing that I have and I have that that works extremely well is my cognitive, uh, yeah. uh, you know, my, my abilities and my thinking and the ability to, be, to speak without thinking, extemporaneous speaking, all of those things. And when I see somebody who can't do that, I, I it's a blow, you know, so I understand with you yeah. certainly. But also there's something to be said for if you were incredibly still lily sharp. But in a vessel that doesn't fucking work, yeah, like those people that, get like that would be very that like would be really traumatizing. Parkinson's or yeah. Lou Gehrig's, yeah. or that you're just trapped yeah. inside your own body. I mean, that's just fucking creepy. Yeah, I mean, I'm trapped inside a body that doesn't always work. Like, I mean, I stopped emceeing because, and I haven't really talked about this publicly. Well, you wait, you stopped emceeing. Yeah, I did. I did a show last well, night. Well, real quick, if people are new, Lily used to run a burlesque show. It was the longest running yeah. burlesque show in, La- in Los Angeles. It was uh, on Vine at Santa Monica, and it was in a place called the Three Clubs, and it was called the Monday Night Tees, and it was a fucking great show. I was lucky enough to host it a few times. She did a, a Quentin Tarantino burlesque tribute. She did a fucking Muppets tribute. Everything she did, it just it just it sprouted up from her brain, fully formed, and she did amazing things. And always could pick the best talent to help her achieve what she needed to achieve. Then she puts on the Hollywood Burlesque Festival now three times. Four. Four times. No. Uh, 2013, 15, 17, 19. Yeah. Four times. She's done a Hollywood burlesque festival and fucking manifested this thing. I've walked in the fucking door with fucking flyers and slips of paper and buttons and she's making buttons. She's making flyers. It's not like, you know, this shit, you don't snap your fingers and it's fucking there. 
she works her ass off. And I was incredibly proud always of the work that she did because she just, even through physical issues. Oh my God, am I dying? This is a great eulogy. <laughs> I'm going to book you for my wake. Are you bleeding? <laughs> Who's bleeding? Oh my God, oh, there you go. That's another thing I'll tell new people about someday. Um, but yeah, but you, you, you've you done uh, amazing things. Yeah. And so, and you were very physical. You were a dancer. You yeah. were an MC. You were a host. You would travel. You worked in Hartford, I believe it was, at that, uh, where was that festival? Um, I've done Vermont and Vermont, Boston that's, and uh, Hawaii and Vegas and yeah. She, she's co-hosted with yeah. Elvira. She co-hosted with John Waters. She did all these amazing things in incredible cities with fabulous people and people that were talented. She would always, and here's the thing. Burlesque, I've found to be, and again, this is just my opinion. If anybody's listening from there, don't yell at Lily. This is my opinion. I found it to be very insular, and I found it to be almost a little catty, and I found it to be a lot of kind of backbiting among some people. But Lily always seemed to foster uh, a camaraderie that I didn't see a lot, a lot of the other times. And she would reach out to other scenes, other cities, other dancers. And she always wanted to have, because that's how I was with 2020 a little bit, because I learned it from yeah. you. I, wa- I always wanted to have a woman on the bill, and I wanted, I wanted the most different possible fucking comics I could find. I wanted to have everybody. I didn't give a fuck. It wasn't like I was booking just my friends. Certainly my friends would get a spot. But you, you didn't play favorites. I mean, I saw you tell friends no, yeah. and then book somebody from fucking Atlanta. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just, it's just... She ran it like a business. And often, often I would say to her, look, like you should go run a whorehouse somewhere. Like I thought you should be, well, that's, you could be the madam or you could be someone like that. And I also thought you should go run like a Vegas review and just be in the back. You're up, you go, you dress, you do this because you were like a fucking military commander and I would watch it happen. And also that brought you some resentment from the community. Oh, fuck yes. Business Lily's a cunt. Business, I've ta- and as I've mentioned, I said that on the show, I said there was Lily and then there was Business Lily. Yeah. Um, and I greatly admired Business Lily. You didn't want to get in Business Lily's way. Yeah. But she got it done. So to hear, I, like, I, I kind of knew you weren't seeing anymore, but I didn't know it was a, with the finality that you're saying it now. So, so I, talk about it. I stopped dancing um, two years ago because the knees got so bad. And then last year, I co-hosted with John Waters at Viva Las Vegas in a 9,000 seat venue. It was fucking amazing. Until I am standing on the mic and about to introduce one of my friends who I have known since 2009. Okay. And I I always have a piece of paper with me just in case because my brain, I'm also dyslexic. So I'm standing there and I'm like, this next performer is from LA and she is phenomenal. Um, she is, just put your hands together for, oh no, you couldn't think of the name? Nope. And I had to come back up from the James Brown leaning down out of excitement. Um, there are eight seconds of silence until I could focus on the piece of paper to say Jezebel Thunder. Oh man, you forgot Jezebel? Yep. Dude. I could picture her face. Yeah, you've known her forever. Could not get the words. And that was when I went, I am being paid really good money to be standing on the stage and something is wrong. Yeah. And that's when I decided to stop performing. And this is two years ago. This is uh, last year. Oh, so two years ago yeah. was dancing. Yeah. Two last years ago year dancing. was MC. Last year in uh, April at Viva was the last time. And then I was supposed to host one more show there and my back seized. And one of my, um, one of the girls that I mentor and do some coaching with was there. And I convinced the amazing Audrey Deluxe to take a chance on her and let her 
host the swimsuit competition for me, the vintage. And she did an incredible job and it was wonderful. And I could hear her from the hotel as I was laying there on my back, unable to move. And I went, that's it. We're, We're done. Because what if this happens when you're on stage again? What if your back seizes as you're walking out there? You can't really wear high heels anymore. The only time you can really do this is if it's a friend or a really small thing. And so just last night... I um, got a private party and brought Audrey and Blanche Bourgeois and Jewel of Denial with me and did a 20-minute show. I got through it okay. Everything was great. And I was like, You hosted the whole show. Yeah, I hosted a 20-minute show, which is an intro, an intro, an intro, and then thank you all for being here. And I got to do it very Mae West body because it was like, it's a private club for just men. So it was, you know, perfect. It was 80 guys and me talking, Yeah, you know. Um, and it was wonderful and it was great. And I had one small thing where I was like, this next girl is like a jewel of a flower. And after I said it, I was like, that is not the word I was looking for. <laughs> Whatever. Um, you know, it wasn't a huge deal. Everything else went great. Um, and then driving home from the Long Beach, my back seized in the car coming home. Jeez. And I just went, yeah, I really, yeah. Um, you know, I can still produce. I can still do things like that. I'm working with the Southern Side Show Hoot and Annie, helping them produce their big festival in New Orleans in March. Um, so there are but, there are still people who are taking advantage of what you what you can do. Yeah, and I mentor still and I coach still. I can't really teach a six week class because a three hour class kills me because of my back. Sure. So I'm still involved. I'm still doing things, but I'm realizing that my limitations are still much stronger than I thought they would be. Right. Which but, is kind of why I did this project too. But but, we'll it, but it's good it that you're. But it's good that you recognize this. Yeah. You know, because again, yeah. I, some of people just I'm gonna fight through it, and then like you said your back yeah. seizes and you fall down on stage, and Jesus Christ. I, I am I am a professional, and if I am not capable of doing it, and I don't think I can rise to the occasion, I'm not gonna tell somebody to hire me. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, um, why why put the burden on them at yeah, that point? Yeah, it's one yeah. thing if I go on stage with a piece of paper so that I have the names with me. It's another thing if even when I had that piece of paper on stage, my brain locked, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And I literally, in that seven seconds, remember thinking, I'm on stage at Viva, I'm co-hosting, and I'm in the middle of introducing... Jezebel Thunder, yeah. as I looked over and saw it. And, and, you know, no one noticed it. Even when I put the clip up, because that was the one clear clip because there was an audio issue going on in the venue. I put that clip up, and as I watched it, I was like, I said to Eddie, do you notice anything about that? And he was like, no. And I'm like, did you see how long that pause was? And he was like, yeah, people were cheering. And I was like, I'm glad they were because I fucking almost didn't know where I was. Yeah. It was a very... It was a very, um, you know, I, I told Audrey that this year and I said, please, you know, there's another performer that you used to use to MC, and I would love to come back and do this again with John. It was genius. He's wonderful to work with. Um, but, you know, I'm rooting for her to get the gig this year and she did and I'm really happy. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just, there, sometimes there comes a time where you just go, this, <laughs> I don't want to be standing on stage like a crazy Jerry Lewis going, ah, where am I? Ah, you know, I... <laughs> That's not you know, for you, anybody. You know who doesn't have that attitude? Stand-up comedians. Well. Because we're literally told, <laughs> say yes to everything and you'll figure it out. Just well, say yes. Normally I can, yeah. but here's the problem. If I'm talking and running the show as the MC, if I derail, the show fucking derails. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's not like there's another person to come up and talk after me. There's a stripper and then me and then a stripper and then me. And if I'm wandering around going, I don't know where the fuck I am and who's the next stripper. That's not good for anybody. <laughs> True. Uh, that's a good call. Yeah. Um, 
Before we get into this, I, I want to ask you something. And it, it, again, as I said, you don't have to answer. Um, you mentioned the the option. You're like, well, I'd rather spend a month on a cruise than six months in a bed. Yeah. If I saw it coming, um, yeah. go out with a bang, essentially, is what yeah. you're saying, and live your best life until yeah. the end. Uh, I can admit that that idea is that's a brilliant idea and a yeah. great way to think, but it's also antithetical to the way I think mm-hmm. because I feel if there's even any, if there's a book I haven't read, if there's a laugh I haven't laughed, if there's a movie I haven't seen, if there's a person I haven't met, I don't want to go. I don't know if it's, and so I, when did you come about feeling that you were okay with this mm-hmm. being uh, I may the cry end. right now. Oh, I apologize. Um, that's okay. <laughs> no, um, when you spend seven days unable to sleep and a pain level of, you know, a car accident and nothing touches it. Your whole body hurts. There were times where I couldn't lay down because if the sheet is wrinkled, it burns my skin when I'm having the skin issues. So it's like... Seven days of not sleeping, seven days of constant fucking pain. The worst pain you could possibly imagine. And nothing touches it. You kind of go, I can't even read a book. I can't focus on a TV show. I can't sit still. I can't, I can't calm my brain or my body at this point. And that's when I went, there's going to come a point where I don't want this anymore. I just don't. And that was where I kind of went to the conclusion of enjoy your good days and on the bad days, try to sleep through it as much as you can. (laughs) And eventually when the bad days are more than the good days and you go, hey, if this doesn't let up a little bit in the next five or six days, I need to think about seriously doing something here. You kind of become calmer and maybe that helps and that's why I can come out of that. But I don't know. I mean, I know people who have this who are just in excruciating pain all the time and i can't do narcotics are you allergic to stuff or um there are a couple reasons why i can't do narcotics i'm allergic to a ton of stuff now because of this but and you're a junkie i'm not a junkie like i do cbd oil oh good okay oh fuck i had that fucking cream for you it's okay i do rso too and rso has thc in it the problem is thc is a downer and um if I get high, I forget how to breathe. <laughs> all right. But after all this, you just told, literally after the last six minutes, no downers for you. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're not. We're keeping you no, off and downers. That's, and that's the other thing. Or at least away from the razors. Well, again, I'm like, I really don't think I should have a bunch of Percocet in my house for pain right now. Because, yeah. you know, I would be going, today's the day. Yeah. Is it you dinner know? time and, yet? And, and again, it's not like I want to commit suicide, but it's like, yeah, I don't need that added Oh, here, ease of ease of service. Wow. Although with the type of pain that I have, the nerve pain, narcotics don't help. Norco helps with the the muscle pains because it's a relaxant, but mostly I take Advil or the NSAIDs. And the NSAIDs really don't do a lot for me except make me sick to my stomach consistently. Jesus. Yeah. So, and again, I mean, trust me, it's not like I want to die right now and life is so terrible. Life is great. I have a man who loves me. I have a photographer I work with. You have two men. Well. I know I'm teasing. Intimately. I'm teasing, but it's all about me. I have many people. <laughs> it's who love all about me. me. No, you don't. Am, actually, you really don't. I am surrounded 
offended by people who care. <laughs> but you're if not. If I put out and I go, if I on Facebook, if I'm like, I need a ride to a PT. I'm trying to be a jag off. You I want know, me to be I'm a jag off? I'm not going to let you though because you're not. You, you try to be, but you're not. Um, you know, people help me out all the time. People, you know, people rise to take care of people because, again, as you said earlier, my goal in life is if you've got a hand and there's someone below you, you reach out and you help them up. Yeah. And and it really took me a hard time. When you did the GoFundMe for me, when my eye blew out. Well, everybody did it. Yes, but I mean, you set it up. Yeah. When you did that, it taught me how to say thank you. And it taught me how to say, there are people who care about what I care about. How do I reach out of them to do things? Which led to the next project that we're going to talk about in a minute. Yeah. Um, and that, that ability of going, I can't be on stage anymore. I can't do this anymore. What can I do? And how can I still be involved in this and doing stuff with something that I love? Because I'm not going to be able to dance. I can't teach as much. I coach. I mentor. I do Skype sessions. Um, but I can't really do the physicality of it. And sometimes I have to do things like, I know we're scheduled for noon today, but I can't sit up. <laughs> Well, it's amazing yeah. to me, again, you've fought through all this. No, the physicality's gone, the dancing, yeah. the emceeing, and things like that. But you've yeah. still, because there, you have so much respect within the burlesque community, mm-hmm. you've been included. Yes. And, and people, and also, I like to think, despite the fact, like I said, it's a little catty, and people are a little, they, they care about themselves, they recognize what you offer. Yes. And so they're willing to, and they, they want to. Oh, certainly. Yeah, they respect I mean, I, that. I joke all the time. I, I, I used to be somebody. Google me is on my business cards now. It just <laughs> says Lily Von Stupp. And on the other side, it says, I used to be someone. Google me. <laughs> because I think that's hilarious. Yeah. That's you great, know? but but you've been in, you've stayed within the burlesque community. Yes. You've stayed within in, in touch with them, and you found different ways to stay involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, you just did this private uh, a couple of days ago, and now you have another project that is that is burlesque heavy. That's actually you know what? Fuck this. It combines the two things uh, that you love the most via performing. It combines burlesque and it combines magic, essentially. And uh, and it is called the burlesque deck. Is that yep. is that am I correct? Yep. And um, why don't you tell the people about it? Because I, I I know of it, but I don't want to. I'm sure you've got a much better description. Well, I've always loved magic. Um, my Eddie is a magician. Well, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. Let me jump in. I just to- literally told you to describe it, and I gave you eight words. What a fucking dope! Uh, I saw a video of you tonight doing magic, uh, magic. <laughs> Magic, yes. <laughs> it was gorgeous. And uh, and I've, if I can, I would love to put it on the Joker's page. I'm going to see if I can get the video from them so you can put it up. All right, because it was just, it just made me laugh and, and I dug it. So, all right, so go go with the deck. I'll quit interrupting. So in the in the last like five years, I started doing this character called Boobadini because there's a lot of misogyny and magic. And I thought it would be really funny to do magic where everything I do either comes from breastdigitation, which is my boobs, instead of prestidigitation, which is fingers. Got it. Which men do. And then I do magic because you know I pull things out of my vagina on stage as one would as one would if you know it is nature's pocketbook use it (laughs) um so uh, you know I've been combining the magic with that I've been learning magic I've been studying it more and while I may not be able to say you know I can do a mercury fold I certainly know how I can fold a card if I need to fold one I I can't necessarily do some of the technical terms that people have but I certainly can perform it and with what I've done in burlesque presenting magic is more important than the technical skills a lot of times. It's the reason why um, uh, Flydini, Steve Martin, was yeah. so funny. 
Um, so anyway, Amazing Jonathan, I mean, some of his stuff is literally not comedy or not magic, but it's magic. So that's, that's how I got into it. So one of the things that I used to collect too is stripper decks, which are the pinup playing cards where they would grab all these different photos and they would throw them onto a deck, put clubs on them and, and sell them. And it was like just a way to have naked girls, you know, in, in your poker games and stuff like that. Well, I decided, why not shoot the girls specifically for magic? And so I talked to seven different photographers and finally ended up going with my friend, C.B. Summers, who had shot some amazing, ridiculous splashing. You talked about me in my shower and syrup and stuff. Yes. And he's like, this sounds great. He'd been shooting burlesque. He does art. He does all sorts of stuff. So I started laying out all of the tricks that I wanted to do within the magic deck, how they can be done with magicians, and started shooting 1940s and 50s pinup. And we shot 26 girls, um, 52 so cards. It's modern dancing, modern burlesque dancers, yeah. but they're in the style of 40s and 50s vintage burlesque. Yeah. Okay. And some of it is an homage to specific press photos from different legends and things like that. So okay. if you're really familiar, you'll look at it and you'll go, my God, that's totally Lily St. Cyr in her boa outfit. Or that's, you know. And and again, I'm friends with Kit Natividad. I'm actually wearing one of her costumes in my card, which is the Jack of Hearts and the Jack of Spades, which are the one-eyed jacks because I wear an oh, eye patch. Oh, yeah, you got your eye patch on. Nice. All right. That makes sense. <laughs> and my jokers are Boobdini. Also, so. you, you are, quite frankly, you are the, uh, I'm going to guess, one of the only women who could actually fill out Kit Natividad's costume. I can fill out her top. My yeah. stomach is not her waist. And the fact that, it, well, I'll tell you about my session shooting in a second because it almost killed me. Um, but I picked a bunch of girls and we shot them all and oh, these are gorgeous. Chuck did the photography and it's at burlesquedeck.com, which also has the link over to our Kickstarter. That's all right. Now it's burlesquedeck.com. Yeah. Um, you know, and I mean, we also have a drag queen in the deck. Uh, and we also I, have a drag right. king in the deck. We're turning it off. We're done now. Now stop yeah. it. Now stop it. Here's, <laughs> here's why we did that, though. So I can only jerk off to 50 of these? You can jerk off to all of them. What? Unless you're a homophobe. I'm not a homophobe, but I don't want to launch on a guy's chest. You're not. You're launching on a woman's chest because that's what a drag queen is. Ah, okay. That's the point of this. Look at me learning. So when I said that there's a lot of misogyny and magic uh-huh. because women haven't been there from the beginning, I gave them 52 assistants to do magic with. And when they get to know the performers and do the tricks that the girls do in the deck, it's amazing. Because it's no longer, ah, you picked the two of spades. It's, oh, you picked Orchid May. Nice, okay. Orchid's amazing. Let's see what she can do with you. Uh, oh, and so it adds this element to where they can so actually talk to them and all that kind of, of stuff, right? Bringing women into magic, highlighting them more as than just body parts. It's using them as assistants in magic. Oh, look at you with the eye patch. It's yeah. fucking gorgeous. That's the outfit that was Kit Natividad's. Okay. Um, and then the other one was the beautiful robe that the burlesque community bought me for um, no apparent reason other than they're awesome. Is that uh, Egypt? That is, no, that is Simone Del Mar. She's Simone on all Del of Mar, the aces. Okay. Um, Orchid May is in there. We also have a mascot in the deck. That's O Olive in an homage <laughs> to the creature, creature of the Black Creature from Black Lagoon. Lagoon. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was Sheila Blanche. Um, so all of these women are women that I have worked with for years and also work with magicians because wow. I've always that. had magic of the Monday night. I've seen this leopard frock before. Look at you that and you is, a little snarly face. That is my face. leopard print robe. And I am probably the most naked in the deck because that's, you can see my tits and yes, the, you the can. two pasties you got some, on there. You got pasties, yeah. but oh boy, yeah. 
But and that's my drag king there on the King of Hearts and the King oh, of Spades. That is right. the only I person in the deck that is not referred to as a her, which is also educational for people because you can talk about relevant things that people have taboo or weird feelings about in the deck. Well, if I want to be, you can masturbate to them if you want. If I ever want to be educated, it's from a guy strolling around an Applebee's doing card tricks. Well, I'll tell you that. That's the, that's, the that's absolutely is not going to be a guy strolling around Applebee's with these. The, I see. You know, because this is a hundred twenty-five dollar magic deck. Well, all right. It's a twenty dollar pinup deck. Well, let me. All right. See, uh, let's talk about this. What is a? Uh, can I play poker with this deck? You can play poker with this deck like any normal, and it's printed on U.S. Um, uh, PCC playing cards, which is the United States Playing Card Company. They yeah, no, that's make bicycle. Those are real and, yeah, fucking so cards. It's going to be real casino quality, great cards. Um, the magicians that are going to do this are magicians that want to do something different rather than pick a card, any card. I lost a card, now I found it. They're going to be. We're just adding the element. You know why? Because you're adding personality to the deck. Like yes. you said, twos. Are, and there, you know, Ricky yeah. Jay would tell you the cards had personalities anyway. The cards do. And you can play with your pips. That's always what they talk about. The pips on the cards and the eights and the the meaning of this and the meaning of that. Okay. I mean, I can do a card trick right now where I have you pick a card. I find it. You will have no idea how I did it. But it's because this deck is designed specifically to create. Oh, magic. okay. But I could still play poker. You could still play poker with it. We, oh, so we played poker with it, and people are always like, "I have a pair of fours. I have a better pair. They're eights." <laughs> ah, nice. That's funny. I got a better pair. I got lilies. Yeah, there you go. Uh, well, that's fantastic. So, all right. So let's let's. All right. Now here's where you guys come in. Now I know I know as we're telling you about a burlesque deck of cards, and you can't see it. You're just like, "What the hell, man? This is not, there should be a video." Well, certainly there, there should be. And that's what, which is what I'm saying. So uh, our great friend, Lily Bunchtup, is doing a Kickstarter to raise money for to, to make this burlesque deck. Now, a lot of you out there are probably saying what I said to Lily when I first heard she was doing it. I said, uh, why are you doing Kickstarter? If you do GoFundMe, you can get whatever you, whatever money comes in. You can go ahead. I mean, because your Kickstarter goal is $24,000. $24,000. and which so seems insane. Well, it seems high, but then I... I I don't know what any of this entails. And, and I also didn't know how many we were going to make. I didn't know any of that stuff. So in my brain, I went, all right, well, there's GoFundMe, which would, if you wanted 24,000, but you made 11, you'd get the 11 grand, right. which is fucking great. But you told me specifically, you need the 24,000. Yes. Explain all or why. Nothing. Explain why. Well, because I'm paying every one of the girls in the deck. I'm paying the photographer. Stop. This is business, Lily. Yeah. Because other people would be like, hey, man, who wants to do this? It'll be totally fine. We can have pizza and beer and, and yeah. we'll take some shots. Lily has always paid her performers. Lily has always paid her photographers. Lily has always made sure the watermark for the photographers was on any photo that you did. Even me doing stand-up at the shows. Yeah. She made sure the watermark was on every photograph that I used. And she would email the photographer for permission to see if I could use it. Just as she's going to email the woman with the video to make sure I can put it on the Joker's page. Yes. So this is business Lily in yeah. full effect. So the reality is there's the printing cost. There's the model cost. There is the photographer cost. There is the shipping costs that have to be figured in. Then there is the fees that Kickstarter takes, and there is sales tax because I'm selling a product. You pledge for $20, $8 for shipping. I have to pay taxes on that money. Um, so the entire thing, you know, if I would have had $19,000, I could have printed it on my own and then started selling it. But the reality is doing it this way, I have to go in and make sure that all of those things are covered. I don't make my first dime until I sell $30,000 because I'm already almost – 
1500 into this and with ads and the rest of the stuff I'm doing to try to get the Kickstarter to go, I'll have about 2000 sunk into this deck before we even go to printing. Okay. Um, so the decks are for sale. You can buy a single deck. You can buy two decks. You can buy a magic deck. We have, if you are a magician or you want to be a magician. But wait, you keep saying that. You say the decks are for sale or a magic deck. I thought this was the magic deck I'm looking at. This is the burlesque deck. There is magic within this deck if you know how to use it. Okay. Okay. There is also a supplemental kit that comes with this. Got it. To do additional magic tricks because... You need to be able to have maybe um, additional pieces to create magic. Right. Because, again, magic is smoke and mirrors. It's not waving a wand and actual magic happens. I'm sorry, but it doesn't. No, no. Uh, let me stop you. We, we've yeah. talked about your bona fides with burlesque. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people out there are now just kind of going, oh, man, burlesque, yeah, she's totally a badass in burlesque, and she knows the dancers, and she took the photos, and I get that. That makes the burlesque deck make sense. But uh, but let me spell this out for you, too. Lily, uh, she lives with two magicians. Mm-hmm. But and which you'd be like, oh, so what? She's magic adjacent? No, no, because you're wondering why she can promote a magic deck or make a magic deck. Uh, you remember where? Um, my boyfriend Eddie is a magician member at the Academy of Magical Arts. Our clubhouse is a little thing called the Magic Castle here in Los Angeles. Right, which yeah. is an exclusive club. Uh, you have to actually you have to audition with a show yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Um, and and it is it's is a, your your boy still running it? Or is he gone? Doogie Hauser. No, Doogie Hauser's gone. All right, so... Um, Neil Patrick Harris was our president for a while. He was. Our, our current president, I believe, is um, Randy Sennett. All right, yeah. so regardless, either way, it yeah. is a legendary establishment. At any given time, I will be in the Magic Castle, and all of a sudden I will go, oh, look, there's Amazing Jonathan. Oh, look, there's uh, Siegfried of Siegfried and Roy. Oh, look, there's Max Maven. Oh, look, there's, uh, you know, Bill Cook, who's touring right now. Um... Uh, uh, the one that just won America's Got Talent, uh, Shin Lim, Shudo Gawa. I mean, all of these incredible touring magicians work there and they are my friends. And, you know, I sent the deck off to a couple magicians. I printed a sample deck and I'm like, give me feedback. Tell me what you think of this. Here's what I've created. One of my magician friends, Crow, I handed it to him and I go, look, I created a burlesque deck and it does magic. And he goes, I don't really want to do a deck with women on it. And then I'm like, it does this, it does this, it does this. I've created this piece. I've created this piece. I've created this piece of magic. And he looked at me and he goes, okay, this is really cool. Yeah, you're serious Um, about this. He goes, you didn't just go, hey, here's some funny titty jokes you can make with a deck of cards. No, I created illusions and magic within a deck of cards. Which is why I'm explaining to everybody yeah. your bona fides. Again, burlesque, we know. Yeah. But uh, but you've been involved in the world of magic for a decade. For over a decade. Yeah. Yeah, for over a decade now. And and again... And I'm performing also, yourself on, on stage as Boobdini and doing the yes, magic. And, so, and certainly it's comedy, but also at the same time, you're doing illusions, you're doing magic. I am. I am. I mean, yeah. at one point, I, I pull a six-foot magic wand out of my vagina. Well... That seems like the inverse of what you'd want to do. I do card to vagina. I do signed card to vagina. So, you know, I get a volunteer. We sign a card and it appears in my panties, you know, inside a sealed condom um, (laughs) inside my panties. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I've learned to do some pretty good magic. Um, I'm getting better with cards because I have a little bit of arthritis in my hands, as we talked about earlier. Um, Let so me ask you that. You ever think that uh, you could have raised the money for this burlesque deck by selling the cards that came flying out of your panties? <laughs> oh, Just well, sign those and put well, those online? $1,000 level. No. You would clean up in Japan. Um, 
Yeah, I could. I could, actually, yes. So um, this is great. You got the burlesque deck, you got yeah. the magic deck, and it's all, uh, with the Kickstarter, there's levels, right, of what you can yeah, give and what yeah. you get. The first deck is $20, $8 shipping. Two decks are $35, $8 shipping, all the way up to you can buy a brick, which is 12 decks. And then there's the magic sets. If you're interested in learning magic, we have a whole password-protected website for magicians. If you write me, I'll give you the password. You can go in and find out all of the things that we've done to create magic in this deck. If you want to learn magic, yeah. you can do it with this deck as well. Well, that's the important thing yeah. I want to stress to everybody because it's like if you want to learn magic, certainly you can learn it yeah. with this deck. But if you don't want to learn magic and you don't give a fuck about magic, you can still get this because you can yeah. play poker, you can play bridge, you can play whatever the fuck, uh, Pinochle. and So when they print a deck of cards, they print it on a sheet that is about two feet by two feet. Okay. We're going to have about 50 of those available uncut which means they are a piece of art that you oh, frame. frame and put on the wall that oh, has all dude. of the cards and you can also get them autographed that way if you want we also have if you just want to give it ten dollars to make sure that it funds we'll send you an autographed photo from one of the girls which is actually a card that will be autographed by them so i mean there's a lot of different ways that i've laid it out that if people want to support the art and what i do you can do that and i'm not trying to do a hard sell here Mike, your people have been amazing to me in helping me when my I, I went don't know out. if they're my and people, but all right. Your people, they're your they're your they're they're the people that came to your world and have found you to be incredibly inspiring in what you do. They're our internet chums. Yes. The inner circle. I always call them my friends, not fans. Exactly. Yeah. I do the same. And, you know that. And so it's like everyone has been gracious. And there are already several of you that I recognize your names. And I, unfortunately, though, Kickstarter tells you don't write people and say thank you until after they purchase. Because if it doesn't fund, then you kind of look like a jerk. But I've seen so many of you out there that have already pledged for a deck or 12, as, as some of you who I know very well, um, you know, that have come to Monday Night Teas. You know who you are. Um, so, you know, if you want to go over there, check it out. I would appreciate it. If you want to share it on Facebook, that helps because maybe somebody you know is like, oh, my God, my dad had stripper decks growing up. They're awesome. I want one. And again, these girls are amazing. Follow it on Instagram. It's Burlesque Deck. And just look at the pretty pictures, if nothing else. Well, all right. We've we've uh, we've told them yeah. about the Burlesque. But again, as I've mentioned, I can't stress this enough. This is not just for magicians. No. If you're just a dude, you play poker every week, uh, you bring the chicks there, everybody's going to look at them and ogle and you're going to be a fucking hero. Let's have, what's the address I'm looking for to give people? Go to burlesquedeck.com and there will be a link straight over to the Kickstarter. If you want to just go over to Kickstarter, you can search the burlesque deck and it will come up. We don't want to give them the yeah. Kickstarter straight away? Well, it's, it's kickstarter.com forward slash Lily Von Project slash Lily Von Stupp dash burlesque dash deck yeah, I think they don't I mean, make it they don't make it so easy just right. go to burlesque deck and it's easy to find all right go to burlesquedeck.com and uh the link is very you can easily find it it's right there yeah it's right, right. it's on every page it says kickstarter 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 and a, a reason i wanted to have lily on to talk about this is because uh once i saw it went up i was like all right well this is a great idea and also she's my sister so i have to do this <laughs> for her but uh but facebook and instagram have been dicks, dicks. yeah and so they've been she's <laughs> She's advertised it on there. There's no nudity in this fucking thing, and yet they keep banning it as it's if it's prurient, and yeah. and so she's constantly fighting a battle. And then the thing is, they'll approve it again, but they've, she's lost three days of advertising, yep. and it's no fun. It's not good. It's a struggle for her, and and so this is a way for me to get her to reach out to people that love her from the past. Certainly, still love her in the present. I assume, uh, well, unless you turn change your fucking mind, you turn coats. Yeah. Well, don't um, buy it because you feel guilty because I'm crippled. Don't do not do that. Buy it because you want a deck of cards. 
Or buy it because you feel guilty because she's crippled. Do that. There's nothing wrong with that. Get it. She's a stripple. But I'll tell you what, once we get to 24 grand, then after that, just buy it because you like magic or whatever the fuck. But until then, dude, this chick can't move. She's in a fucking iron lung. Let's fucking open it up and dump 24 grand on her head and see if she can fucking do something in her life before she checks out. You heard her. She's ready to go. She's got a handful of pills right now, rattling it like dice at a craps table, waiting to swallow them and fucking lose it. So take care of this woman. She deserves it. You guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Thank you, Lily. Thank you. No, thank you. Are you going to stick around for the plugs? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. You sure? Yes. <laughs> All right. It's late for you. Do you want me to leave? No, I just I just know you're so close to death. I don't know how much. I just have to stand now because I can't. Which is fine. I just don't know how many minutes you want to waste uh, with this precious time you have left on earth. Listen to me tell people about fucking Uber. Uh, you guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. I'm on Instagram and Snapchat at Mike40YOB. That's right, Mike40YOB at Snapchat and Instagram. Find me there and be my pal. Uh, and uh, all of that exists, so go find those things. Our buddy Ryan Dirks does all of the uh, web stuff for this show. Ryan Dirks is the fucking greatest. He's a cool guy. Go find him at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks and tell him you love him. Tell him I owe him an email. He knows that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell anybody you contact I owe them an email because they'll, yeah, they'll owe. You still owe him an email. Pretty much. And then our great friend David Hernandez, who is also the uh, the third the, the third head of the three headed monster, uh, back together for one week. Uh, David Hernandez does all the music and the artwork for this show. He's fantastic. You can find him at Facebook.com/slash David Mex Hernandez. Uh, when you're there, look through his photos. Check out all the artwork he's done for well this show because I tagged him in all of it. He also does all the work for the Westside eighty six Jokers page, and you can go to the Westside that's our uh, fan club page if you want to go ahead and join that Westside eighty six Jokers. You'll see all the every week he changes the fucking timeline photo, and it's fucking amazing. Amazing. He's created all of these uh, incredible images over the course of 12 years for my show. Uh, you can see them all over the place, but mainly would become his friend at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Go to his uh, pictures and you'll see all of his artwork there. He's got a special folder you can thumb through, look through. And also... He's got a special closed group on Facebook that you can join called This is Dumb, That's Dumb, You're Dumb, I'm Dumb. And uh, you can join that. You got to ask a question, though. Or I'm sorry, he asks you three questions and you got to answer those. And, uh, just answer him. Don't be a fucking smart ass because you won't get in the club and nobody wants to not be in the club. So please take him seriously when he sends them. Even if it's a question about wombats, answer the fucking thing. <laughs> and then when you're in that group, you can see all the cool ass people there like fucking uh, uh, Big Tits Terry. She's in there. And then there's the, uh, the the talking Roomba. I think he's involved. And then there's, a, I think there's a sentient plate of spaghetti. They're all in there, folks. I think that's Sal, Sal Spaghetti. He might live there. Uh, but you'll see these. These are characters that he's created for the page. You can see them there. They're lurking and having fun. Uh, they will smite you. They'll do all of these things. That's uh, that's uh, uh, Slumpus McGumpus. He's there. He's going to smite you. All of these people are there for you to enjoy if you join the club. And you can join the club by answering the three questions. And just answer the fucking questions, please. Facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Uh, find all of his photos and all that stuff. And then also find the group. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. Join and he will allow you in if you answer the three questions. And also get this, man. If you're not content seeing his Facebook artwork that he's done, or the stuff he's done for the Joker's page, uh, the the talking uh, Christopher Hitchens Russian nesting doll, whatever the fuck that is for his page. Here's what you do. 
you go to his website and you check it out because that's a lot of the corporate art that he's done in the past, but I think it's impressive and cool as fuck to look at. And, uh, and you'll want to do that. So while you're and look, you're on the internet anyway, you're fucking listening to me, right? So go to his Facebook page, facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. Go and join the club. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. And, uh, and please, by all means, go to his website, art by dmh.com. That's a R T B Y D M H.com. And the men who hold high places Must be the ones who start To mold a new reality Closer to the heart Closer to the heart The blacksmith and the artist Reflected in their art Forge a creativity closer to the heart. Yes, closer to the heart. Philosophers and plowmen, each must know his part to sow a new mentality closer to the heart. Yes, closer to the heart Oh, you can be the captain And I will draw the chart Sailing into destiny Closer to the heart Closer to the heart Yeah, closer to the heart 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 That... As you know, is the brilliant David Hernandez. You know, I, saw, I was talking about him a second ago, right? Just before the song, and then the song plays, and that's him. And now I got to talk about him again. You know what? I think he's a double cross. I think this guy. I think he's doing that on purpose, man. Uh, that was our boy Max with his version of "Closer to the Heart," and uh, in tribute, of course, to uh, dude. Too many people are dying. What the? F- I know, yeah, let's, I, let me rephrase that. Too many of the wrong people are dying. <laughs> How do these fat fucks in neckties eating Big Macs all fucking day still stay alive and Neil Pert dies? Like, that just makes no fucking sense. Bowie, Prince, Petty, Pert. If you're a rock star with a last name that starts with P, fucking go hide. Jesus Christ. Um, John Prine, you're next. Is he alive? He might not even be alive. Or next, people. Uh, yeah, that's, I shouldn't call out the Prine. Uh, so, so that's amazing. And it, and it's a tribute to Neil Peart. Now I will say this, like when it happened, I was, I was very, not, you know, I was sad for Prince and Bowie, all those guys. And, and I wrote things online and, and then I saw Neil Peart died and I was like, oh man. And I wanted to write something. So I kind of went to Facebook and I tried to think about something and cause that's the second concert I ever saw in my life. You know, I saw, I saw Rush and, uh, and Max Webster in Canada on the moving, or no, they're from Canada in Chicago on the moving pictures tour. 
and it was mesmerizing. I still, to this day, that they did the song "The Camera Eye," and it's this kind of this. If you hear the song, you'll hear it. It's got this this real slow open, like wow, 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 like keyboards, and then it's playing. And then it hits you with this jolt where it goes, wah, 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 wah. Well, when that happens, so it's very, it's all mood lighting and dark and they're playing the, the opening of camera eye. And then when that wah, 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 every light in the building goes on and, th- and throbs like a strobe, uh, like a strobe, like wah, 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 And you're like, what the fuck? And again, I'm 13 at this time. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And two weeks before that, I had seen Ario Speedwagon and 38 special. That was the first show I ever saw. Uh, and just, just fucking... Rush is a vital part of my childhood. I I'm not, I can't claim to be a super fan like a lot of guys that I know, but uh, I, I've told this story on the show. One night, I, we went to New Lenox, Illinois, and we went and we swam. We, we would spend the weekend at Carol Rabb's house with our friend Scott Rabb and his, his brother Steve Rabb, and they had an in-the-ground pool. So we would swim in the in-the-ground pool. We'd barbecue, and it was that thing where like, You'd have a hot dog and you'd go swimming and then you walked up there. There was just endless hot dogs, endless hamburgers. It's a kid's dream, man. It's a pool and just food. If you wanted to walk up to the table and there was, there was just food. It was always there. Hot dogs and hamburgers and chips. It was just fucking awesome. And then at night we would go downstairs into Scott's room. Uh, they had like a, a pachinko machine, which we'd fuck around with for a while. But then we would go in his room and we'd play records. And, uh, and you would, you would sit in the dark and play a Pink Floyd song or a Pink Floyd album, I should say. And, and it was just three of us in like a red bathed light or four of us or five of us, however many his friends came over, whatever. And uh, one of my favorite nights was we didn't sit in the dark. We sat in the light in his room and we, we, uh, we started 2112 and then we turned the lights out because we were like, well, this is a lights out album. What the fuck are we doing? And then we tried to figure out the lyrics without looking at the lyrics because the opening, the first side of 2112 has, you know, the, the, the 20 minute overture and, and we're trying to figure out the, and I, to this day, I can remember how proud I was because this is, I was probably 10 or 11 and the other kids were like 13 or 14. And, uh, there's the line in, in temples of Syrinx where they say, uh, um, the, all right, uh, let the banners be unfurled is the, is the line. And they couldn't figure out the word. They were like, what the, I don't know, uh, unfarred? And I said, it's unfurled. And I'm like, what does that mean? And I go, it's like when you hold something and you let it drop. Like it just, you unroll it like a carpet, but straight down like you're, so they're taking a banner and they're unfurling it. And they're like, oh, okay. All right. And then they wrote it, they just wrote it down, no questions asked. And I'm like, ha, I'm in the club. I'm a smart guy. I know a rush. And, and also I'm 10 and I know what unfurled is. Come on, I'm a fucking genius. Uh, and then, you know, and, and moving pictures is brilliant. And then I, you know, I discovered them of course through moving pictures, but then I go back and I listen to fly by night. We get all the world's a stage. We, we listen to by tour and the snow dog. Uh, we, there's a song called in the end on that album. That is Lenny and I used to play it over and over and over. Uh, and then, you know, fucking signals comes out with subdivisions and I'll tell you what subdivisions is brilliant. I will not argue with anybody here who wants to go ahead and step up and say subdivisions is the best song on that album, but I will tell you this analog kid is a fucking jam. It is a goddamn jam. The fucking, the, the guitar solo just, it's just fucking dude, dude, dudes, a tremendous loss. Uh, and such a drag. And I went, yeah, I wanted to share all these things. Like I was, I was going to get a clip of analog kid and share that because it's, it's to me, that's, I mean, there's tons of underrated rush songs, but that's mine. That song is mine. And I went to Facebook 
and I saw everybody writing about it. I, I mean, my old English teacher, you know what I mean? Just fucking everybody. <laughs> you're like, uh, why, why am I going to make this about me? Why am I going to write a, what, a tribute to Neil Peart or talking about when I was a kid, I, I thought of Unfurled and then I love this song. Nobody gives a fuck, man. Nobody, nobody. And I understand we all have a megaphone and we're, we just, we insist on fucking using it. That's what I'm doing now, really, if you're honest, <laughs> think about it. But it drives you crazy, you know, over and over. And, and, and also then the bite-sized stuff on Twitter, which isn't nearly enough to sum up a genius. It drives you, it drives you out of your mind. And the thing that I really, I, 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 I'll tell you what, you know who I reserve a special brand of contempt for? These people. Well, I didn't really like Rush's music or anything, but I'll tell you what, Neil, what the fuck you then? <laughs> fuck you, man. Why are you even typing? The hell is your problem? Well, I didn't, they weren't my type, they weren't my cup of tea, but I, I, you know, I know friends who liked Rush, but Neil Peart, so fucking what? You know what that is? All, you know what you're doing at that point? Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. It's important you know what I think about a band I didn't even fucking like. Go hide. Adults are talking about things they love. Don't fucking wedge yourself in here. And he deserved better. Can't you say something nice? You don't, you don't have to come out and say, oh, I, I didn't care for him. So fucking what? Someone who meant a lot to a lot of people passed away. You can't just say, man, today's a tragic day. The end. You know what I mean? It's all you got to do. People are odd. So actually, David contacted me and he said, hey, man, would you have any interest in playing a Rush song? And I'm like, dude, I would play three songs a week by you. Why are you even asking this question? <laughs> yes. Send me, you know what? Send me 40 minutes of music so I only have to talk for... All right, yes, an hour and 45 minutes, but so fucking what? So, so he, that, that was, you know, and, and Neil Peart, you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, and they announced those this week. And uh, look, if you saw who's going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and again, that's the thing, people are upset about it. It wasn't this band, it wasn't that band. It's just a goof. Just fucking enjoy it, whatever the fuck. But it is a big week for one person, Lily. Did you see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame finalists, the people who were voted in? I saw the finalists. Yeah. Okay, well, you saw the finalists, but you see who got in? No. Okay. Folks, if you've been listening for a long time, you know exactly the name I'm about to say. Lily might remember it herself. This is a big week for Cody. Because Depeche Mode is finally in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow, I didn't realize that. And if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, go listen to year three. Oh. <laughs> Fucking Cody is rejoicing right now. Wow. Yeah, that's right, finally. And I will tell you this. Did I vote for Depeche Mode? I did not. But I do believe they belong in there. Because all these other people are like, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, whatever. Why is the Notorious Big in there? And why, why is fucking Whitney Houston in there? You know why? Because they make fucking genius music and they're more talented than you. Shut the fuck up. You voted? Of course they voted. You can vote online. There's a fan vote. Oh, I forgot. Okay. <laughs> How are you voting at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Lily, you've been gone for three years. A lot of things have changed. Jan Wenner called me up and I was like, you know what? I've become a bit of a music influencer. Oh, the fan mode. Oh, so, so I did not vote for Depeche Mode, but I'm happy that they're in. Uh, you know why? Because here's why I voted for Kraftwerk. Oh, I understand that. Because there is no Depeche Mode without Kraftwerk. Just like I did not vote for Judas Priest, but I voted for Motorhead. Because there is no Judas Priest without Motorhead, in my opinion. So I like to vote for the uh, the originators, the, or not, not even the originators, but the, the 
the, the original people who came first, so to speak. And I will say this. Uh, everybody's fighting about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, this guy belongs. Well, they belong. And what about this? Eh. There is never an argument that you should have about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ever again in your life until Todd Rundgren gets in. Can we agree on this? <laughs> I voted for Todd Rundgren, I think, three years in a fucking row, and he still has not gotten in. And Todd is God. If I, if I may quote a million people, <laughs> Todd is God, and he belongs in the goddamn Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What is wrong with you people? I woke up this morning to the gentle strains of, we can't play this game any longer can we still be friends boy did that song remind me of my ex oh my god is it brutal uh every song reminds me of my ex i'm not gonna lie to you it's just like it comes on and i'm like oh today you know i got in the car today and kaylee by marillion came on oh which totally reminds me of her because i was with her on the beach once and cried when it played because i you know why i cried for time not spent with her that's not even a joke i i was sad that i wasn't around in high school when that song was popular to dance with her to it what a fucking weirdo right and then right after fucking kaylee ends mandy plays and uh it just it just uh it just we went and saw manilo together it just lives in my brain um, but you don't know, you haven't seen me in a while. I, uh, I kick, that's all out of my, uh, life. Good. I, I kick, I burn, I just, I bailed. I blocked her on everything and left. Good. She was, she was the devil. What? That seems strong. I very much liked her in the beginning and then I went, oh no, 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 no. This took a turn to fucking the corner of, I'm going to boil your bunny and, uh, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> it's a good corner to live on. I've been there. No, it's we not. can't play this game anymore. But can we still be friends? I said long in the first one. I was going to say longer, but I forgot. It's just more. But All it's right. It's funny because I thought you meant your ex-wife. Oh no, she she's gone. Yeah. Yeah, she's a she's a memory. She's a ghost, and she wants she she literally wants nothing to do with me. Like she just fucking. I, want to, I talked to her last year. Did I tell you that? I think I told you that. Yeah. I, I wish her the best. I hope things have turned out great for her, and I hope she's found love and happiness and money because she fucking deserves it. Uh, all right. So that was, uh, it's true. I mean, and that was Max's Neil, uh, Neil Peart song. And, and so that was fantastic. And his Rush song, of course, is tribute. And again, like I told you, he reached out to me. He's like, would you be interested in this? What the fuck? Yes, immediately, please. Fly out here and do it live. I'd, I'd be happier with that. Uh, hey man, let's talk about our sponsors. Lily, you didn't know this. I have sponsors now. Uh, they were just waiting for you to leave. Um, (laughs) sure. (laughs) So this, uh, our first, look, we get sponsored by podcasts. I don't have any like tangible products to sell you other than knowledge drops. That's right. (laughs) And these guys are dropping all the knowledge. Our friends over, it's our good friend, fearful Jesuit. He's over there at the uh, Paranoid Strain podcast. He does a fantastic job. I love him very much. He's a great friend and a wonderful person. And I've been at the compound many times with the monks painting all sorts of conspiracy theories on rice and then dropping them all over the city for people to discover and read. It's it's uh, it's quite a sight when you go into the actual uh, the actual workshop. Um, but he's got the show up now, and it's uh, as I've mentioned, man. This thing is completely above my pay grade. I don't understand any of it. And he keeps texting me. He's like, have you listened to the whole show yet? And I'm listening in increments because it's a lot for me. I mean, for you guys, yes, you're all smart and geniuses and you can fucking hold it and take it all in at once. But I mean, look, it's hard enough for me to do anything for three and a half hours other than, like I said, jerk off. But I mean, other than that, fucking uh, three and a half hours of listening to something. But but if it's presented well and it's interesting, which it is, so I can. But also then the, the it's informationally dense and it wipes me the fuck out, man. Uh, but it's his show now is about... 
whether or not reality itself is a conspiracy theory. And uh, and I'll tell you what, this, this is the show to listen to. If you've ever wanted to know what happens when you roll a ball in a circle on a trampoline while your fat uncle lays on it, this is exactly the kind of show <laughs> you want to tune in. I, I know what you're thinking to yourself. Well, Mike, does he call Einstein E-Man? He does. He absolutely does. Uh, he has, It's him and, of course, the lovely and talented Dana Unicorn. And I will share this with you. And you guys, I know you listen to Dana Unicorn and you think to yourself, wow, I would fucking rail the fuck out of that herring eater. And I don't blame you. But uh, but then I got a photo of her. He sent me a photo of Dana Unicorn. And I'll tell you this. Uh, that's a that's a handsome lady. I will tell you, she's a smart looking dame. And uh, and I was in, I was very privileged to see the photo. I was very happy about it. Uh, this the section that I'm listening to now, they've delved into quantum mechanics and quantum physics. And, uh, and you know what that means? A lot of quantum Z's from me because I don't fucking understand it. I listen. It's presented in a glorious way, but I try to parse it and no dice. Not fucking happening, man. Uh, and there's also a clip. There's my favorite thing. There's a clip from a YouTube show called Stop Space Time. <laughs> it might just be called Space Time, but still there are clips from that, which are amazing. Uh, there's a lot of photon talk going around, which I, again, it, you... You lose me on the photons. I'm not going to lie to you. Look, if there was futon talk, I'm in. I could talk. I slept on them several times. I will I will match you cushion for cushion and futon talk. But uh, photon talk, not happening. Uh, but I will tell you this. The great news, the lightning round has come back. He's had the lightning round in past shows, and it had disappeared for a while. But the lightning round is back. Uh, they deal with all sorts of amazing things. They deal with uh, the Copenhagen interpretation, which was, quite frankly, my favorite tag team growing up. They were not... Uh, to be trifled with in the NWA. Well, besides the Road Warriors, certainly the Road Warriors were number one, but the Copenhagen interpretation gave them a run for their money in a scaffold match. That was tough to watch. Uh, he talks about Schrodinger's cat, which is uh, the belief that the cat isn't really there. Or some, I'm still trying to parse it, folks. I'm trying to figure it out. Smart people know, and you're smart. Go listen. Uh, he talks about the double slit experiment, which, uh, which by the way, starred Ginger Lynn and Amber Lynn, if you remember correctly. The double slit experiment had them both, and they're my favorite porn growing up. Uh, so they're doing a lot of things from my childhood on this show is basically what I'm saying to you. Uh, and then, just when you think you're understanding everything, Neil deGrasse Tyson shows up just to really fucking confuse things because he is just... That guy shouldn't even be legal. He's just talking. First of all, I tell you this. He shows up. He talks mumbo. Get this. That comes fuck with the jumbo, right? It comes right at you. He's got, he, it's bad enough to mumbo. All right, fine. You want to drop the mumbo on me? That's totally cool. And then he comes with two-fisted jumbo that you can't fucking handle. Uh, I learned, now get this. Now, <laughs> I learned about, uh, he actually says a teeny tiny or no, a tiny teeny weeny little P that, that phrase is used in this show. Uh, and I will say this, this is, I, all right. So listen to the show. It's uh, the paranoid strain is available in the iTunes store. Download it now, subscribe and you get all the episodes, not just this fucking monsterific informational genius episode. You'll get all the others as well. And I will leave you with this from the, from this episode. And I'm not even done. Like I said, I still got time. I'm listening. I, I'm, I'm taking it in increments because again, I'm, I'm slow folks. I'm, I'm, I'm rain man slow sometimes, certainly when it comes to these sorts of things. I mean, I'm, I'm, let's put it this way. It's this show. I'm listening to this show with my, with my shoes off. So I can, and just in case I got to count my toes at some point, <laughs> but I will leave you with this because this is actually in the show. Get this brace, brace yourselves. Uh, did you know that nothing weighs something? Yeah. You want to know why? Because nothing isn't nothing anymore. That's what you're fucking dealing with on this show. 
Nothing weighs something. Why? Because nothing isn't nothing anymore. Oh my! And then and that it was at that point that uh, that I think my eye started to twitch. So. Uh, I look forward to consuming this in bite-sized increments again going forward and telling you about it every week. But you should know about it already. It's the Paranoid Strain Podcast, loved, beloved by many and millions, smart and dumb alike. You smart, me dumb. Uh, thank you, Fearful Jesuit, for putting that out there and sponsoring the show. And again, do me a favor. Go to the the, the iTunes store, subscribe, leave a review, and, and mention my name. And even if you say, this guy's too dumb to get it, I won't care because it just shows you, it shows Jesuit that you came from this show and you, you loved it. And you, you got it through here. And then he thinks I'm a hitter and he still gives me money to sponsor the fucking show. I love that. That's great. Uh, our, also our friend of the, doing a podcast is the knife drop. That's right. Our good friend, Rob Matsushita taking the knife drop and swinging it your way. He's available in uh, audacity. No, it is not audacity. Where's he at? He's in stitcher. He's in pod Bay. Uh, he's in wherever your finer podcasts are sold, which is really nowhere. Podcasts are free, but <laughs> You can find him and his knife drop show. He does a fantastic job. Uh, Rob Matsushita, he's got uh, Slim McGroovy. He's got Terror Tuesdays. He's got a bingo card you can handle and go ahead and play along. It's just wonderful stuff. They're talking about terror. They're talking about movies. A lot of interviews, a lot of cool-ass stuff, a lot of pop culture. Uh, just great stuff with our good friend Rob Matsushita out there in the hinterlands, out there in the Midwest. Find the show, The Knife Drop, and go ahead and get on board with him and all of the cool-ass things that he does, uh, and you'll love it. I'll love it. Why? I'll love it, certainly. And also send Rob a note. He's on Facebook. Send him a note. Tell him you listen to the show because of me. Uh, that's right. Only because of me. Tell him you don't care for what he does, but out of loyalty to me, you'll continue to listen. I must have a fealty. Who wants to do a cameo with me? Well, not with me, but who wants to hire me to do one? Maybe it's you. Lily, you didn't know about this, did you? Yeah. There's a service now called Cameo where you can hire people to make a phone call for you. That's awesome. Like if someone was like, oh, man, I totally want Mike to say hi to Lily. They would pay me $15 and pay $20. Cameo would get 5 And then I would get 15 And then I would do a video on the app, and then it would be sent to you. And then you would watch me saying, hello, Lily. Now, I also tell you this, and this will not surprise you at all. Uh, your standard cameo is about 30 seconds to a minute long. Most people do. I think the last one I did was nine and a half minutes long <laughs> because, because I want to give people their money worth, their money's worth. I just, and it's, and it's a lot of this, it's a lot of this nonsense where I just open up the phone and I start talking and we go in circles. You know, they give you some basic facts about the person. Like if they said, Hey, this person has eczema and, uh, and you know, uh, yeah. enjoys burlesque and I'd be like, I know who this person is. <laughs> Um, and then I would use those as I was talking to you. And it also, it can be roasty. It can be like, ha ha, you suck. They tell you the theme they want, or you can be like, Hey, I love you. You know, whatever the fuck. A lot of people are like, Hey, call my aunt and tell her you love her. And I say, that's no chore for me. Do you know how many ants I've finger blasted off a cameo? <laughs> Holy shit. I have found so many ants across the country, across the, nay, nay, across the world. I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm that around the world in 80 days. I go in, in a balloon and I go from city to city and I finger blast your aunt. <laughs> yes, that's right. Pot spot two. Let's go. Uh, there's nothing. Look, if you're going to finger blast ants all over the country, you must travel by hot air balloon. That's the only way to do it. If you're going to force them to moisten their petticoats, by all means, land in a balloon in their yard, which gets them started already. I'm not going to lie to you. Once they see you land in their yard with a balloon, you know, inside of a hot air balloon, they start going already. And then all of a sudden you just get in there and you go fucking, you know what you do? You do the fucking two fingers, two fingers in, thumb working the button and the fucking come hither. And then boom, there you go. G spot. You're working the whole fucking crew. You're working the whole crew down there. Uh, and then they just soil their pantaloons and you sail off to find another ant. 
Uh, okay, so hire me on Cameo to go fuck your finger blast your aunt or whomever. I'll, I'll look, I'll jerk off your cousin. I don't fucking care. It's twenty. Fifteen dollars is fifteen fucking dollars. Hire me for Cameo. Why not? I do them in my apartment too. Uh, you must have, I do. Well, dude, that's the thing is I used to do it in the beginning when there was nobody on there. It was all YouTube stars and me. Now fucking Debbie Gibson and Brett Favre and Caitlyn Jenner and uh, and these huge named people are on there. And so I don't stand a fucking chance. But I'll tell you this. You think Brett Favre's coming to your house to finger blast your aunt? <laughs> all right. Yes, he is. Clearly, Brett Favre's coming to your town to finger blast your aunt, but not in a balloon. I'm the only one who comes there in a balloon. God damn it. Uh, so please hire me for cameo. I'm the best who wants to drive for Uber and Lyft. Not me, but I do, <laughs> but perhaps it's you. If you want to drive for Lyft, well, I have codes for this. If you're a first time rider on Lyft, use my code, Mike seven, two, double O five, seven. That's M I K E seven, two, zero, zero, five, seven, all caps on Mike, please use my code. If you're a first time rider and you know what I get free rides on Lyft, fuck them. However, if you want to be a driver, I get cash. So that's your move. Use the same code, Mike720057, if you sign up to be a driver, and I will get dough. Thank you for thinking of me. Now, Uber, the same thing. You're a first-time rider, which I find completely unbelievable because everybody's riding Uber these days. Use the code DJZW1YTTUE. That's DJZW1YTTUE. And uh, all lowercase, please, on that. And you can use that if you're a first-time rider. Hey, you know what I get for that? Free Uber rides. Fuck them. <laughs> But if you do it as a driver, I get cash. So why not make that happen, please? Thank you. Have you used our Amazon link? Maybe you should. If you go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, you go to the merchandise page, which you all know as the Joe Business page. You click through, there's an Amazon link. You click on that and hey, you're shopping. Now, like you're going to Amazon anyway. You were gonna, you, you like nothing more than making a, an immigrant making minimum wage bring you grapes. So why not? Uh, go to Amazon, order there. Because I tell you what, it doesn't cost you anything extra. It costs you 10 seconds to find my, my page, go to the merchant, go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, go to the merchandise page, see the Amazon banner, click on that, and then you're shopping, and we get a taste of the gig. It's perfect. We get money, they get money, you get stuff. It can't be stopped. That's, a, that's an amazing fucking turn of events. Uh, and again, like I said, you're going shopping there anyway. Whether you're buying gold chains, or you're buying edible gold leaf, or you're buying leaf chains, whatever you're getting, please, I demand a taste of the gig. I want a percentage, I want a part of it. Uh, look, hot air balloons aren't cheap. <laughs> if you want me to come to town and finger blast your aunt via hot air balloon, you better buy something on Amazon with the link. Fund this enterprise, goddammit. Uh, so that's the Amazon link. Go ahead and use that. And also, there's a Patreon page. Um, I think it's patreon.com slash the 40-year-old boy, possibly. But if you do this, just Google Patreon Mike Schmidt, and you will find me. I am there lurking. And then you'll come in and become a member. Why wouldn't you want to become a member? Everybody wants to become a member. Uh, and then I will be your friend. And I know there's a lot of things there that are promised, like at this level and this level and this level. And have I done them? I, I, I really haven't done a lot of them, quite frankly. And by a lot, I mean none. But, uh, but it's coming, man. Oh, man, 2020. I got a list. I got plans. And there'll be videos on Patreon and, and fun we're having and all of us are all together in this. It'll be fucking cool as hell. So become a patron at Patreon, if you will. Thank you. Uh, I will tell you this. all Everything you send, it goes toward this show. Like I'm doing, dudes, I'm doing a two and a half hour comedy show. I do a two hour comedy show every goddamn week. I, I think that's worth your attention. So thank you so much for thinking of me and for listening and for being a patron at Patreon. And if, you've, if you're on the fence, if you've listened for this fucking long and you haven't given me a dime, the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, please. <laughs> uh, think about me and send me some money. That'd be great. Um, Jojo Rabbit. I was going to talk about that, wasn't I? I think I was. That's why I should, I should do that on the way out. Well, no, I should talk about you on the way out. 
Yeah, I should. We should plug the, the Kickstarter one more time. Stop. Nope, never happened. <laughs> Where the what are you? What country are you from? Uh, I'll, I'll just talk about Jojo Rabbit real fast because this week I watched Parasite and Jojo Rabbit back to back. And uh, holy genius. I mean, I, look, I love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, I really, I, and I loved Joker, but I really loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And uh, Jojo Rabbit and Parasite are, that is a one, two deadly punch of genius. It is so great. I will tell you this. I liked, Par- I loved Parasite. It's phenomenal. You must see it. It's a, it's a, and a spectacular achievement in story. Go see it. But Jojo Rabbit is, it'll change your attitude. I, I don't know how to explain it. It is, it is joyful. It is sad. It is tense. It is hilarious. And I will tell you, for the first 30 minutes, I wasn't on board. I was, I was liking it. I recognized the craft. But I wasn't sure I cared for the format. And uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything and say what. But... There was something about it that kind of threw me where I was like, eh. but then as it rolled on, I just, I realized what I was watching and it just, it just unfolded so beautifully. It was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. It is. I wanted to watch it again right after it finished. It, it, it leaves you with that. It leaves me with the feeling I had, like when I left the theater after I watched Almost Famous, I've told the story in here before. When I left Almost Famous, I looked at my ex-wife and I said, listen to me, if I ever bitch about anything ever again, if I bitch about show business or auditions or any of this shit, Remind me of how I feel in this moment. Just remind me now. Uh, and when I walked out of train spotting, I watched train spotting in a theater and I had a show that night. I was on the road. I was with my buddy Rex and he was the headliner and it ended and we're just sitting there and I looked at him and, and he just goes, well, we got to get out of here. And I'm like, I don't want to go. So I, w- I want to stay and watch this again. Can you find another middle act? And he's like, I cannot. <laughs> But I literally wanted to watch it back to back because the end of it is so uplifting. And uh, and Jojo Rabbit was the kind of movie that just made me want to watch it again and again and again. It's 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 a magical work of art and you should see it. Parasite again, brilliance. Brilliantly constructed, the writing. Uh, but Jojo Rabbit will make you happy. You should watch it. It's fantastic. And uh, and so let's talk one more time about you, friend. So it's burlesquedeck.com. Mm-hmm. Um if you're new listeners, again, I, I said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, Lily Von Stupp is the reason this show comes to you every week. Eric was the one. Eric Butterfield was the first producer. He produced like the first six or seven. And, uh, and I'm forever indebted to him for saying, I'll do all the work. You just talk. And then Lily came along and then she laughed in addition to doing all the work. And she made my talking that much easier. And it just, it changed everything. It flipped the light switch. And, and there's, I don't get to two years without her, let alone 12 probably. Uh, and there's so many podcasts in the podcast graveyard. There's so many things that people start because they think it's great on a whim or they're like, I have a great idea or let's do this. And then they lose steam and they bail. And look, I recognize I'm a day late. I, I'm not the right guy to be talking about people who quit. All right. But I've been here every week for 12 years. And the reason I'm here every week for 12 years, other than being incredibly fucking talented. <laughs> is because of Lily Von Stupp because she she plugged in the right plugs she pushed the right buttons she actually cared enough to edit the show you know I don't do that I just I just fucking zip through but she took out all the like the breaths and shit like that and you listen to early shows they're fucking clean as hell I mean they sound great now I hear you fucking I sound like one of the guys from Chariots of Fire around a track meet you know what I mean it's just because I got to draw in a bunch of breath to bellow out this many fucking words. It happens. And she would recognize that. And she would literally listen after I would finish. She would listen to every finished show and go through and take out this and take out that and make it tight. And, uh, and that's what the show misses, uh, technically, but what it misses 
emotionally, what it misses uh, joyfully, what it what it misses um, in just overall presentation is it misses her warmth and it misses her laugh and it misses her uh, her brilliance and her willingness to play second banana to a guy who, quite frankly, she could step on if she could, if she wanted to. I mean, I, it's just it's real. Um, so I'm grateful to you and I love you. And I'm very happy that you went ahead and participated with this. And thank you so much for thinking enough to call me up because I had offered this a couple of months ago. And I, when the bullet thing went live, I thought I figured we would do it the last week. I was like, well, this will be the big push. But, uh, but that's just stupid. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not going to make it 10 grand. So let's fucking let's make some incremental progress now. And then we'll plug you again next week. And hopefully we can get people on board and, and make it work. But, uh, but thank you for also being candid and, and sharing your story about what you've been going through. Cause the fans always ask me about you and I'm very happy that you were on board and we able to jump in here and, and, uh, and I love you. I've never, I grew up with four brothers, never had a sister until I met you. And, uh, thank you. You please, you know how important you are to my life. Uh, and you were important to these guys lives for a very long time. Uh, eh, maybe six years. And then they gave up the last three. They, they didn't care about you at all. One guy? Fuck you. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Guys, go to burlesdesk.com, burlesdeck.com, burlesdeck.com, and support Lily's Kickstarter so she can use these decks of cards. Can go there, and you'll get these decks of cards. You'll love them. Like I said, they're good for, for, for fucking card games. They're good for poker. They're good for anything that you need. And you know all that shit I just told you about? With Patreon and fucking Amazon and all that shit. Let's forget it for the week. I mean, it all exists. Don't hire me to finger blast your aunt. <laughs> Buy a deck of fucking cards. Literally, for the price. Wait, how much is the deck of cards? Twenty dollars and eight dollars shipping. Twenty bucks. That's literally to pay me to get in a balloon and go finger blast your aunt. You could have a deck of fucking hot lady cards. Why the fuck wouldn't you think about that? Burleskdeck.com. Go there. Check them out. Are there examples of the ladies? There are. Look at these hot ladies on there. That's who you want to see. You know. And I'll tell you what. Let's figure this out. Let's figure out a way that we can somehow get me on board to get in a balloon and go finger blast the ladies from the deck of cards. And boom. Now we're fucking talking. Now we're in goddamn business. It looks like if you just want me to finger blast anybody, like I said, buy a deck of cards. I, it's, I don't, I'm, I can't tell you how it connects. I can't tell you the mystery connection between me finger blasting people and you buying a deck of cards. But I will also tell you this. Weirdly enough, that's existed for all 12 years of this show. Every time you bought a deck of cards, I finger blasted a chick. It seems that, like strange. How would I even know you were buying cards, right? But I did. And when you went out there and you bought some bicycles or you bought whatever the fuck, I went out and I got my fucking hand wet and I came home and I said, thank you, Jim in North Dakota. Thank you for thinking of me by going and buy a deck of cards and making Tammy happy. So go to burlesdeck.com, 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 and go ahead and help our friend Lily reach the finish line on this fucking thing. Because I don't know if you heard, she's dying, man. <laughs> she's ready to fucking collapse. Her knees don't work. I'm looking at her right now. She's just, I, you know, this is really funny. You didn't even know this. She's a skull. Like she has no skin on her head. It's just literally a skull, which makes her laugh just a tiny bit more disconcerting. Uh, not that it was disconcerting in the first place, but certainly a skull cackling in your face. Thank you.
Cause you know why We both love me How great am I Let's talk about that for a while And by a while I mean forever Podcast! Podcast!